pretty stoked. We, we, have, uh, we have a guest with us today. Uh, can't wait to get into it, but before we introduce who we have with us, and get into it, Joe. Know there are a couple things that you kind of want to yeah, get everybody uh, up to speed on. This, I mean, this is actually on top of one of the other things we've been trying to uh, waiting to announce. But so, first of all, some of you may have seen it, but we have a live event at Terrestrial Brewing that it will be April sixth at seven o'clock. Um, we just put this up Sunday to start yeah. kind of inviting people to it. So we'll we'll get out to we'll get it out to you eventually. We'll keep posting on Instagram. Uh, just to try to get as many people as we can out there. Uh, basically the, I mean, I guess we can say what the, the, the purpose of the event is not only just to entertain Patrick and myself, but, uh, <laughs> it's also, uh, when we started this and I think we've talked about this before, a lot of people came over to us and were just like, Hey, you know what? You should have me on your podcast. And usually when that happens, they don't have no idea. They're like our, the, our next question is, well, what do you want to talk about? And then everything just goes silent. It happened silent. today. It did happen. We were at lunch and somebody's like, have me on your podcast. What do you want to talk about? Oh, I have to pick the... Like, yeah, dummy. You can't just show up and suddenly be funny and have stories. We're nobodies. You think we bring right. on a third nobody? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not how it works. Someone in the room has to have some pull. Bring something for to the two, table. dummy. Bring something to the table. If you're not famous, you better be funny. And unfortunately, everyone we've met is neither. <laughs> so... Uh, so basically what we're going to do is we're going to open up to everybody. So you can either ask a question, you can give us a topic, or you can actually, I guess you want to call it audition to be on the podcast. Give us your topic and why you should be on. Um, and just cause, you know, like we mentioned, that's happened a lot. We've only been doing this for nine months now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's staggering the amount of people that I know who think they're interesting <laughs> and who think that they're funny. <laughs> Um, and I and like I, to think we surround ourselves with interesting, funny people, but they're not that don't. fucking apparently funny. we don't at all. We don't have any friends that are interesting or funny. <laughs> right. My circle of friends is getting smaller and smaller with every passing episode. <laughs> so, our virtual uh, friends are Our increasing. virtual friends, yeah, they're growing. Those real friends you can yeah. really count on. Yeah. That person in Pennsylvania who liked the photo of the dog you posted. <laughs> That's who I'm going to fucking call when it's time for me to move. <laughs> So anyway, so that's our event. Uh, it's going to be on, uh, again, April 6th, Terrestrial Brewing. They were really cool enough to uh, let us uh, do a podcast yeah. there without all, asking nearly no questions, which was a little yeah. concerning. Right. But they're going to let us do it. So it's going to be April 6th. Uh, the beer's really good there. Cool place to hang out. Uh, should be a lot of fun. So hopefully everybody can make I, it there. I agree. I, I, I hope somebody at least listened to an episode or two, at least some of it. To realize yeah. that we're not like trying to recruit for like super alt right or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it never came up. Yeah. He's like, hey guys, let's talk about it. Right. Hey, super nice guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, so when do you want to do this? I'm like, oh shit, are we passing the interview? <laughs> we're getting right into this. That was the interview. The interview was me giving you my cell phone number. <laughs> I wish world work was that easy. Yeah, so we'll have uh, Dan from uh, the Flirting with Wallop Flirting Chains. with Wallop Chains podcast. He's going to love that you got that wrong, by the way. <laughs> I, wallop Chains. Did I say Wallop? Yeah, he's been on he's, twice. He's and changing all kinds of shit. Intro, logo, maybe just change the name while he's at it. Um so he'll be there, a ton of our friends, family. And at the end of the day, we just want to have a lot of fun. Obviously, we do a lot of laughing when we do this podcast. Yeah. Um, so look, really looking forward to it. You also uh, had marketing, uh, a.k.a. your uh, better half. Yes. Fire up a Facebook page. We were You and I were arguing about Facebook yesterday because we don't know how it works. And about 20 minutes ago because we <laughs> still don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have a page. Uh, so, again, we're using that to start inviting people. Uh, 
Uh, please, uh, you know, let us know how many. We'd actually like to uh, know how many are actually planning on attending. That way, we can tell the brewery if they need to have more, you know, uh, bartenders there. So far, I mean, we've only been up for a couple of days, and we got about thirty confirmed. Yeah. And we're still a month and a half out, so I think we can get a good crowd there. But I'd like to be able to give them an accurate number. You know, work as a good partner and let them know how many are going to come. That way, they'll know if they need more support on their side so they don't get slammed. So. And uh, special event stickers. So. Yes, we actually just ordered them today. Can uh, I ask a question? Oh my God, we haven't even introduced you yet. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, you got no friends. You already said that. Touche. Go ahead, guest. And I've already been told I'm not funny because I'm your guest. Oh, what, prior what? guest. Prior oh, guest. Oh, oh, oh. What time on April 6th? Oh, well played. Well played, guest. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> Eastern? East, just in case. I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure people are planning vacations around this event. <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time, uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, it's good, good stuff. Uh, but you already heard the voice of our guest, and I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest. And I'm looking at you. And I've known you for a whole seven to ten minutes right now. I'm We've not already been... at all. <laughs> no, should you be? No one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Um, People are going to listen to this one because yeah, I'm putting it out. There. I know they will. <laughs> um, We've already been laughing our asses off, so yeah. I'm super stoked. And, um, you know, um, Andre Knox. Yes, Andre Knox. No X's what, on it. Oh, but it's all right. what did bald, I say? You're bald and I'm bald, so it'll work. What the fuck's happening here? It's okay. I can't say shit right. I mean, it's, but, it's a great way to start a podcast. Yeah, all right. It's, only, I mean, it's, it's Andre Knox. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Five letters. I mean, but, it, can, it can really get... I mean, it's very <laughs> well, easy to get messed up. The K example, is silent. The K is, K is silent. Is, um, cannot. Knox. Andre cannot read. That's what they used to yell at me at school. Andre cannot run. Andre cannot... No one said Andre <laughs> cannot, cannot run. That's a that fucking lie. You're right. They didn't say that one. Um, but here's why I'm excited, and, and I'm and I'm sincere when I say this. When Joe was telling people that you were coming on, I swear to you, everybody in this fucking town loves you. Everyone's reaction was like, Andre, fucking love that guy. I I'm follow cool. that guy. I, I know people that follow him. I'm, you know what? That means the world to me. It really does. It, and I'm sincere. Uh, it happened. It. Uh, we were at a work event an hour before we came here, and uh, somebody, uh, a friend of mine, uh, that I work with said, yeah, Joe's having Andre not on, or Knox, as some people know. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> is no, having I, a, you know, no, that's all right. I can be incognito. I like Andre Knox. <laughs> yeah. Andre Knox can tell Plus, stories. We, Andre already, Knox, have a, we already have a joke that we're going to keep going back to. <laughs> yeah, he told the entire table, and four different people said, we listen to him all the time. So, yeah, you... Uh, you have a lot of followers and a lot of supporters in this town. Not even just Cleveland, obviously in Akron, too, because it's where you're from. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody was really, really excited. Yeah, I so I think you're right. A lot of people will listen to this. I one. do appreciate it. Um, it's not what I, and we'll get into all this. It's not what I went, got into business for or got into this life for. Um, but it is really cool to be around here. And, like, I had, a, I had a professor when I was at Kent State, and I won't say his name because he was an asshole. <laughs> That when I had the balls finally to say what I wanted to do, because I'll be honest, I didn't have the, I didn't feel comfortable saying, standing up and saying, I want to do television or radio. I didn't. Like, no. you know, like, and Joe's known me longer than anybody I've ever done a podcast with. Um, I just didn't have the gall to do that. Like, playing sports was easy, right? Like, you throw the ball, you get the ball, you play, you run, you go. It was hard to say, I think I'm smart enough to talk on a microphone mm -hmm. or be in front of a microphone. But this professor at Kent told me, when I finally raised my hand, even though I was a kid that always sat in the back, barely paid attention, showed up late, all that good stuff. 
um, I was that guy. I was like, I want to do radio. And he chuckled in front of the whole class. <laughs> and like literally. As people like, shaping young minds show. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> when they reveal their dreams. Right, right. right. No and fucking he, way. What no you pay me? Keep paying your money, dumbass. That's <laughs> And he, so I, I, he goes, are you ready to go to North Dakota or Iowa to do this? And I was like, and I remember like chuckling to myself. I was probably stoned. And I was like, <laughs> I, was like what, I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, and he didn't mean it personally, but he meant like, number one, you probably haven't worked really hard at this class for three months. <laughs> and for most people to get in this business, you have to travel around the country and you have to go the hard route to get on the air. And that's true. And I love podcasts now because it gives so many different people the outlet to do this and to be able to speak. But for me, it brought the athlete out in me, Joe, where I was like, oh, you don't think I can do this? All of a sudden, you got to prove. All of a sudden, it's a competition. It's, exactly. It's, not, it's exactly. not just doing what you want to do. It's proving the people that said you couldn't do it, or maybe you don't have the right, whether it be work ethic, right. mentality, mm-hmm. personality, exactly. and and also and what you just said. What you talked about the uh, uh, sports versus doing kind of what you're doing right now, or kind of what we're doing right. right now. Sports, a lot of it is very instinctual. Uh, and just to, I mean, we'll get into it, but Andre played pretty much every sport in high mm-hmm. school and he was good at all of them he was that annoying motherfucker i was but, but i just... wait, wait, stop all right here's the story i gotta tell every every if he picked <laughs> tennis like, I was. In, two mo- <laughs> in two months you'd be the best Ooh. tennis player Ooh. on the team all right stop <laughs> this is i gotta do this all right because it's only how i can be comfortable doing this podcast okay. and i'm excited to do the podcast i thought you're gonna have to take your shirt off <laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> but, but i can only do this hey, shirtless hey, it's, not, hey, <laughs> it's not as cold as you told me <laughs> You didn't. You like. Hey, by the way, I was like, "Well, shit, I'm already driving. What all this much shirts do I have?" Um, We'd give you a load. You're fine. You're fine. Um, I got to tell this story, and I don't want to be all hunky dory about it. Um, I am over excited to come do this um, because Joe and his family have meant so much to me in my life, my entire life. Um, but before I get all mushy, <laughs> I told this story on my podcast to prepare for it. So Joe and I like played baseball together since we were like eight years old. Yeah. Like we were all in the little leagues together, and we guys little league was fun. Um, and we were kind of the better kids on the team or whatever else. And I remember we were about twelve, and I got invited over to the Burden's house after we had gone somewhere because our parents <laughs> we carpool. Their parents did all the carpooling. My dad, <laughs> <laughs> they took me everywhere. Like I, like I owe the Burden's my. They taxed me mileage. mileage. Oh shit. <laughs> Like there's at least a couple grand that I that I, at least a couple grand that I owe them. And if my mom hears this, she's gonna tally that. <laughs> she's, oh, I love you, Patty. I'm sorry. I'll I'll, I'll pay back in, in installments. In installments. I'll Very small money. installments. They took me everywhere. I went everything. Wow. I know Garth Brooks because of the burdens. I, 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 I got friends in. I was in a forerunner, a Toyota forerunner with them when I learned that song and we listened to it. Oh, ways. And I was like, God damn, I got too many white friends. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. But, and this is like a moment that I'll never forget. And I'm 40 years old now. So I finally go over to Joe's house. And I knew Joe was a good, he was a good athlete. He was a really good athlete. And I never played basketball against you, though. Like, I had played baseball with him forever. That is true. I had played baseball with him forever. He could hit the ball, run, all that other great stuff. So. Everything put, that basically you have to do in baseball. Yeah, yeah, he could do that shit. He could do that. He could catch it, run a little bit. You know, he, he could do all that shit at. 12, from 8 to yeah, 12. Yeah. You know, I, as, if I was a scout, I was like, he was pretty good for 8 to 12. So I go over his house and... We're off to a great start, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most compliments I've ever been gotten. Uh, I don't go downhill. I got But no, this Maybe is... Maybe hit 13. I just want people to know. I just want people to know. And this is true. 
So I go to his house. We like, you know, whatever kids eat or whatever. They're like, hey, you want to go out and play basketball? Hell yeah. Let's go out and play basketball, white boy. It's like, in my mind, like, hell yeah, let's go out there and play. So we start shooting around, you know, just messing around. I'm like, all right, he makes, he, he's got, he, he can make a couple jump shots. <laughs> he's not bad. He's like, and then I remember like, he went into like, it, this is truly my white man can't jump moment. He went into, because when you're good at sports, there's an arrogance that comes oh, along yeah. with it. Like, you don't even mean to be, but you're, he finally looked at me. It's confidence. Like, yeah, he looked yeah. at me. He's like, you want to play 21? I'm like, that, that was the game though. Yeah. That was the game. So I'm we like, kids. so I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Five minutes later, I'm like, what the fuck did I sign up for? <laughs> who, who is this white kid? Like, he wasn't Joe Burton, like, on my baseball team. He was hitting jumpers in my face. You want another one of those? And I'm like, who? And then I look and I see his dad, like, looking through the back window. I'm like, they set me up, these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, nobody told me this kid was this, like, he was this good. I remember, like, I literally, we got done and I, and, like, I kind of made it close because, like, Joe had a natural jump shot. And his, the, that the was, Jesus jump shot. We've he heard did. Of it. He, yeah. he really no, and I'm being dead, and I got no reason to kiss his ass. Yeah, he had the jump shot that every kid grew you up do. wanting to have. <laughs> like it was beautiful, and I remember like, and I and then like, and he like played with some. He played with. He white man can't jump me. Okay. So I ended up losing the game at 21, but I made it close because I was like, I had pride and I couldn't go back and tell yeah. him. Not like I was from the hood. Right. But I was like, <laughs> I ain't never had no white boy take it to me like this. Fuck so, this. So um. I don't, I don't, I clearly don't know you that well back in those days. I didn't even meet you then, but you have a story um, that's so similar to that. And I heard you tell this like LeBron had a, um, did he have a, a, a contest? Oh, yeah. So LeBron had the, LeBron, everyone knows this. Andre knows better than anybody. LeBron does so much for the community and he does. A thousand times more that most people just don't even know about. True. He just dumps money in the community. He's not really even looking for publicity. Uh, he used to do this one on uh, East Avenue, uh, a three-on-three tournament. Uh, King of the Courts, what it was called. Mm-hmm. And uh, so me and uh, two of my uh, college friends decided to go play in this tournament. Um, and it was six feet and under. We're like, perfect. <laughs> Fucking 5'10". I'm in. 5'10". <laughs> my buddy's 5'8". My other buddy's 5'10". Like, Man, this is, this is fine. We can go do this. So we show up, and it's basically all the black people from Northeast Ohio and then the three of us. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was an awesome tournament because it was one of those tournaments. And they, it's more common now, but there's a guy on the mic the entire talking time. Shit. Yeah, talking yeah, yeah, shit. Talking yeah, shit yeah, the yeah. entire yeah. game. It's great. I was like, I've always wanted to be a part of one of these. <laughs> I have. I always have. This doesn't happen at the Y. No. <laughs> we didn't get, we didn't get no, that set up when we were like, th- This is commonplace now, but it was right. kind of rare. This is yes. shit. It's probably Fifth. early 2000s, maybe? 2000. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was mid, right out of college. Yeah, it's so going to be like 2003. 15, 16, right. 17 years ago. Okay. So we show up. Uh, we sign up. Still pretty excited. My one friend's a little nervous because he's from Rootstown. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was gonna say, why did none of us get that then, Andre? Because Andre knows what Roostown is. <laughs> I know exactly what Roostown yeah. is. Andre don't drive there in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> and I went to Kent State. <laughs> yeah, there are some places more dangerous than the hood <laughs> for certain people. Okay, <laughs> so uh, we ended up going there, and then uh, we found out immediately that they did not stick to that six foot and over uh, under rule very. Because everyone we played was six four and above. And so everyone's. Like, I remember looking I'm at the ref like and a half. the ref like I'm like no fucking this guy's like six four. Right. Every one of these guys are six four. He's like play ball son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So we ended up playing and we ended up winning the first the, the first and only game because we never went back. <laughs> <laughs> never went back. 
so we won the game and no one thought everyone was just like laughing and everybody was no one was sitting down everybody was at the edge of the there, if oh, you yeah, went out, out of bounds, bounds you ran into people right? if you ran out of bounds you ran into five people okay so we ended up winning uh there was one move and this was my this was my and one big baller move that I wish would have been on YouTube but no one fucking recorded it because <laughs> it wasn't a thing right, you didn't have I, phones. Fa- I faked the jump shot uh three pointer just kind of put my arm up the guy moved then I faked to go around the guy fell <laughs> on his ass and the entire crowd really let him have <laughs> shot a three made it the game ended that white boy got your ass that's what it was that's what it was I and then it. like this guy this guy on the mic is grabbing me grabbing my friends like <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing having a great time and then we're walking out we're like alright we'll see you when we play next and uh, these guys were not happy that we won by the way oh really the three guys we so beat they, they were, were one and done oh wait it's one and out okay so one of these guys is fr- clearly one of their friends. Uh, came over to me, put his hand around my shoulder. Hey, man, that was a really good game. I was like, thanks, I appreciate it. Then he turns me around and goes, "They want to <laughs> fuck you up." I don't, <laughs> I don't remember the guy's name. Let's just say the guy's name was Brandon. He was like, "Hey, Brandon, this is the white boy that fucked you up." <laughs> everyone started screaming, and I looked at my buddy, I'm like laughing off. I'm like, "Dude, we can't come back." <laughs> Start the car. I thought those guys were really. Start we to, never went back. We're Start like, the car. We're like, this, like, this can't get any better. This cannot get any better. I don't want to come back here and whatever. Let's just. This is our story. Let's leave. We're never going back. So you guys, um, clear, clearly, you, both you were talented. I mean, Joe, you, I, you're the only person that I know that actually had LeBron James broke your records. Yeah. Too. He broke mine too, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> and, and I was going to say, yeah, that's you know, right. Joe, Joe um, where I was going with this is Joe said you were an incredibly talented athlete. Like, oh. it wasn't uncommon for you to get into a sport and easily. Andre was the, was the running back on the football team, back. the leadoff hitter lead-off on the baseball, hitter on baseball team. Decided to play basketball two games in the season. But Joe, so. hey, Joe crushed me by Joe. Like I was like, man, all these white boys must be good because yeah. I, like, nah, they weren't. Like, and they weren't. I, I got a, I got a great, I got a great backbone of family. Like my father is my best friend still to this day. Um, my mom and I are still around each other. But the Burden family was, they were my home away from home. Okay. I told somebody just a week ago that his mom was my second mom, mm-hmm. um, and they played a huge part in the success of my life. Um, I mean that because they took me and they treated me. I was. I was a part of their household. Like, literally in the summer, like, they did that for everybody. They didn't do it for me. But literally, their family was so cool, man. And, like, they just, like, if you were in with them, you like, you were a part of, like, their family vacations. Like, it wasn't a big deal for their dad to come home from work. And, like, eight of us would just be sitting around. And he would be pissed. But it was like, you didn't get kicked out. He was yeah. like, all right, I got to order another fucking pizza. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. You know, like, literally, like, it was like, all right, we're not getting four pizzas. We're getting five. Andre's here. And like, like... But they just, they, um, they open, they open, and I want to say this the right way because it means something to me. They open eyes and avenues that I hadn't seen before, and they helped shape um, who I was. They really, they really, truly did. They were the best. I would do anything in the world. If anybody in his family called me, I would stop anything in my world and do it because they were so important to who I am and what became I mean, that, that's awesome. Jamie, I mean, Jamie's going to call you in like a week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think her husband likes me. Her Jamie, husband, Jamie's going to be like, I need you to move this couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would move it, but her husband got mad at me one time about something on Twitter. And the Twitter is so, you know, on social Twitter. media. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I'm right social, now. And by the way, and by the way, <laughs> Come on, Facebook, you guys go back earlier. And I love you guys. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you guys know, I'm, I'm going to be a third part of this podcast now. <laughs> You guys got fucking beer and a basement. All you gotta wear is a sweatshirt. And I can just sit here 
I ain't gonna just sit here and talk. Yeah. My kids are done, son. I'm, right, I'm like, I leave for Arizona a couple days. I'll be back like March 24th. I'll be back over March 25th, all right? So uh, keep the schedule clean. April 6th, 7 o'clock at, uh, where was that place? They'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Terrestrial Brewing. Yeah. But I, I don't think people that are into, I, this is my opinion. I don't think people that are on Facebook, no offense to the hard work you're putting in. I don't know if people on Facebook get podcasts. And I, I'm not really a Facebook person. I don't know. Social media has fucked us up in so many different oh, ways. Oh, yeah. And man. I'll admit, I'll admit, I am like, there are times where I'll catch myself. Like, I was just taking an airplane from Arizona back, and I was at the airport, and my wife was like, why are you texting? Just call. And I was like, oh, I'm reading. You know, like, I wasn't doing it. I was, it was mindless. It was just mindless. And I had spent 45 minutes. And I'm like, and like, I remember, like, looking down, like, what did I just do for the last 45 <laughs> minutes? And right. literally, yeah, I didn't get smarter. <laughs> Yeah. I, I chuckled a couple times, yeah. laughed at a couple people, <laughs> sent a couple memes to some, but it's so mindless. And I just think Facebook is just like, I, and I don't Probably know the worst version of what you just described. Yeah. Facebook. Right. But right. I'm the same way. Cause I'll, I'll be watching TV. I'll see somebody. I'm like, oh, I wonder what the fuck were they in? Uh, right. Then I have to know what movies right. and shows they've been in. Cause I recognize them. I've missed that. I'm movies. like, Oh, that movie yeah. was good. Right. I wonder what kind of reviews it got. I'm the worst. Then I go to that. Yeah. I'm terrible. Joe, that. I'm the same. Like I've missed good parts of movies because I'm like, Oh, I'm looking up when he was in uh and it's, but I, I don't even know how you break it. Like, cause like, it, I don't even know. I, how. I think it's one of those things that like, you know, like, uh, like at night, you just got to put it down an hour before you go to bed. Stuff like that. It's yeah. just, I don't know. It's it's one of those things you just got to make a con. And, and this is for us. Can you imagine? No, being a kid. Can you imagine being like like my nieces and nephews who have lived with oh. us their whole lives? What the hell? I don't, I, that's absurd to me to even think. You know, I always come back to this example. And, and we all, the three of us sitting right here had to had to deal with this right so when you were young and you you found a girl and you were sweet on her and you wanted to call her you had to work up the fucking Absolutely. nerve Dude, like, you had to talk to her parents exactly you had to get and i had a deep voice at 14 and i was black <laughs> calling white girls oh <laughs> yeah hi can i talk to celeste please <laughs> seriously you're that, right that was yeah. a real problem that was i real... thought i had it bad yeah. talking to girls <laughs> he had to convince parents he wasn't a 30 year old black uh, right. man coming over to talk right. to their daughter and he's dead serious so i would just, just end up back over to burton's house like hey yeah. you, you got no date this weekend nope <laughs> like yeah. who's afraid of me they're like uh honey why is your track coach here <laughs> why is he saying you're going to a movie your track coach is on the why phone again track coach? but like that was this a is not your date yeah i think i work with this guy <laughs> that was a real fucking deal it was you, you know what they do now pick oh, up their text. phones text fire off outside. anything or what do you say here i because I'm not a, I'm not a, the perfect person, but I try to go around because people think you say my name like, oh my god, whatever. So I try to talk to high school kids, and I try because like I try to give back some way, some because of yeah. what his family yeah. went. Like, like I try. So I was talking to kids at Manchester High School last week, and and Manchester is another place I really wouldn't go if it was dark. I hope you Chester's <laughs> are listening. I'm scared of y'all. They aren't. I'm in this class, and I finally at the end, because I could just tell, and you can tell, because I remember what it's like being in class. Like, for them, it was Friday, wow. and they were like, oh, some asshole's coming to talk. I don't got to pay attention. Yeah. And I get it. That's cool. Because, like, I just you just want to get one or two kids to, like, pick up on something. Yep. Like, you get it. You're not going to get a whole class. So at the end, I go, just do me a favor. I go, learn how to talk, look people in the eye, and say hello, and have a conversation. I go, just try it. I go, it's not as difficult as you make it out to be, because... I get around kids sometimes and I'm like, you guys have no idea just to how, like, like we had to talk to people's parents. 
Like, you know, like we really had, like you had yeah. to like go over their house and you had to like look them in the eye and like, and my dad was, if you couldn't oh, do that, oh, my, yeah. dad, my dad was, our dad's both. Dude, were, his dad would like put his hand, like his finger on your chin and lift it up. Yes. Oh, really? Like, like, yeah, what are you looking like, at, yeah. son? Yes. And, my dad and you, was think, like, you think trying to talk to a parent is uncomfortable? <laughs> Wait till he calls you out in front of your right. friends. And he would do it and be like, no, you look me in the eye. Like, yeah. and I hate to say this because nowadays it's frowned upon. But Joe and I had the dads that did not give a shit about like what was okay. Nope. Like if you didn't, if you were across the line the wrong way, they told you like out loud. Yeah, right. Like 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 out, you struck out again. And you're like yeah. I know, Dad. Thanks. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I missed all three of it, those. It was yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And then, but then our dads would like talk to each other and like and it would be like they'd be so normal. Oh yeah, and, they'd be just like people. But like, like I feel like you gotta be that way. Like like. That like everybody's like oh and I'm like I'm glad my parent my dad was the way he was he scared the shit out oh, of me oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's a very oh yeah like I mean there was no going to my dad or his dad saying hey dad that was really embarrassing no because their answer would be like you must have me confused with somebody gives a fuck yeah, exactly <laughs> I don't give a shit no and then like get your ass back up there and do you know it. what's embarrassing watching yeah. you do that yes 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 no embarrassing yeah. is having a son that I spent all this time and money yeah. on and you can't make him a fucking ball to the outfield yeah oh I'm sorry maybe you want to pay next month's tuition yeah. <laughs> I will treat you right. whatever the fuck right. I want right but we go back to high school and I didn't play basketball my freshman year why because Joe embarrassed the shit out of me and I thought every white dude that went to save me played like Joe right. I was like no they don't need me so I go to the first game and I'm like wait a minute Joe is really good. These other motherfuckers stink. <laughs> yeah, that stereotype of all white yeah. guys being good at basketball is not like, true. Joe, Joe let that ride for like eight months. I was like, man. I was. But literally, I remember walking back. And I remember like, I remember. I got to go back to that quickly. I remember going back and people were like, so what'd you do this weekend? And my dad was like, and I was like, I remember saying to my dad, because mm-hmm. my dad had talked to his dad. And my dad was like, I heard you guys played a little basketball. <laughs> and like I was embarrassed instantly like because I felt like I had to go like report to my dad yeah he kicked my ass <laughs> like, like and I went to like the public school I went to like the it wasn't and I'm not like it wasn't that bad I went to a 50-50 but I played like we played like in the little league I played and it was mostly black kids and it was nobody like Joe mm-hmm. Perkins right so, yeah, yeah, Perkins? no I went to uh, Litchfield oh no Litchfield so like but you know like Litchfield we played yeah. against but there was there was no one like Joe seriously okay. I'm not kissing his ass Cause I won't. I don't want to, and I'm not going to anymore. What the fuck happened to you then? Oh, it all it all fell apart. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's called life. Yeah, it's called life. Though I will say, uh, if you put me in a bar with Papa Shot, the only thing I'm doing is beating that high score, and I'm not leaving. Hey, I'll say this right now: if there's a Papa Shot, I will put up my. I'll take whatever's in my pocket, and I'll take him. Anywhere in the world. Yeah, don't care. I'll take him. I'm if serious. If I see a little kid enjoying himself and he scores 45, I will go over there. I will. Get, I'll get twenty dollars worth of ones. I will sit there till I beat his score, right. and then I will take a photo and show his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Work with your son, son. Because of Joe Burton, this Christmas I got a four-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter. We found a cheap Papa shot, and like, and like, this is the being the fa- this is the fatherhood at its finest. My wife was like. Should we really get this? I'm like, hell yeah! And it's like a mini. It's like a mini, and I had to put it together. And I'm not real technical, and my dad was me for that because like I should be way better with te- with, but I'm not. So Christmas night, knock on wood, you know, you go around all Christmas Eve, excuse me, go around to all the families, have a couple, you have a bottle of wine here, this. You get home, and my wife and I are like playing Santa Claus or whatever, and I've had a couple more because she does all the wrapping and does mm-hmm. all. The, she does everything. I just sit there and just. That's a good one, babe. And then finally, she's like, then "Great finally, yeah, yeah, yeah." Like, I like when you put the smiley face on that one. Babe. Like, I knew I, I knew I picked you for a reason. So finally, she's like, 
you know, Andre, you got to put that together. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and it's like 1 a.m. And I'm like, no, I got to, this bedtime. Oh, sleepy time. She's like, no, the kids expect that tomorrow. Like, I was like, kids don't know what the fuck we got. Like, I, got <laughs> I hope nobody's, uh, no kids are listening to this, right? Like, being Santa Claus is a bitch. If you don't got kids oh, out there, yeah. I'm going to tell no, you. I don't. I, I'm telling you, parents. So, it's 1 o'clock. I've had a half bottle of wine. Yeah. A couple, you know, it's Christmas time, so I've tried, like, four different Christmas sales. Oh, yeah, you're flying. You, know, you got to find out which one's the best one. You know, yeah, well, there's right. so many options. Right. It's rude to not It's try. rude not to yeah. know. So, I've got a screwdriver. It's 1.15 a.m. Okay. And suddenly, I'm mad that I'm a dad. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> like, like it all came, it all came together to me. Why my dad was such an asshole? Like fifty percent of my life, I was like, yeah, I get it. And I was like, he made all kind, and I can think of the toys I got for Christmas. So I'm putting this Papa shot. Finally, I get it together. It's a little mini thing, and it's it's like it's not like the most expensive one, but like it's still like if you got more than four screws, and I gotta look at, and I gotta flip p- multiple pages, uh, and half the pages are like English, but then the other half they have yeah. like in eighteen different languages. I'm like, I'm not Venezuelan. Like, like, I get people yelling cuss words in Spanish to me all year long, and I don't know what the fuck they're talking right. about. I just know the cuss words. <laughs> so I'm like, literally, like, so it gets down to like 145, and finally my wife is like, um, today, she's like, you know, she's like, she's wrapped like 15 presents, and I got like a net hanging from the room. I'm like, yeah. there's a net on there. It looks like a hoop. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhat. Trust me, honey. That's how hoops yeah. look. But like, and, the, and the whole other thing in the back of your mind, the nervousness, it's like the nervousness of sneaking in at home when you're a kid. It's like, you just don't want your kids to wake up and yep. see that Santa Claus is yeah. his dad fucking in his in his pajamas cursing. with a beer, cursing, yeah. bleeding out of his thumbs because yeah. he can't you know, screw stuff oh, together. You're, yeah, you're four and six, you said? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're in Santa Fe. Right. Yeah, so they Fe. totally believe yeah. everything, you know? So finally, I get it to put together, and I'm like, and I'm like, and I want to like do a lap around the house, but I'm like, done. <laughs> like literally, I'm like, I gotta go upstairs because the kids are gonna find me laying underneath this thing. So the next day, <laughs> the next day, we have family over, or whatever, and I thought this is this is a Joe moment, and like my nephews, kid, you know, all the kids, they see it, and like they're all like, oh, I want to play the Papa Shop. Like that was the most popular thing on Christmas Day, and I'm like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And, and I let the kids play, and then as soon as their moms aren't looking, I'm like, get, get to me. And you just, I'm dominating. Like, I'm in my basement, just who's next? Who's, yeah. who's next? Who's next? Yeah. And then all the dads are downstairs. Like, literally, like every male is downstairs in the basement. And finally, they're like, we're celebrating Christmas. I'm like, no, we got 20 on this game. Right. So, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a papa shot. It's not right. all of a sudden, then the adults, because the adults are just like, yeah, I used to play ball. It's fun and the hoops and score. You get, what was your score? I can beat that. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's like, kids, go upstairs, get ice cream. I don't give a shit. Dad and his friends need to talk yes. about this game. And then it just turned into a competition. I love the I'm mad I'm a dad. I'm probably going to make that t-shirt for you. I'm, I, mad, I'm, just, a, I'm it, mad I'm a dad. It happens. And you can only wear it on Christmas. <laughs> I love my kids. I got to put that on tape. Oh, we can edit that. It's fine. Yeah, no, no. Keep it all in. So um, I'm going to... I want to circle way back. Circle. So... Kent State. Yeah. You and this professor have this discussion. Oh, yeah. He's like, I hope you want to travel the fuck all over right. Podunk America. Right. I, I, Joe and I were talking about this earlier today. I grew up in Youngstown, Ohio. I actually grew God up. God bless in, you. Thank you. Actually, uh, you know, he I'm going gonna, gonna to downgrade myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, yeah. He, he made it up, Joe. <laughs> Oh, oh, way to go. <laughs> so I grew up in this little um, community outside of Youngstown, and it's called New Middletown. And it's called New Middletown because it is smack dab between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. It's it's such a cool fucking town, and I always thought it would make a cool uh, ESPN 60, oh, yeah. 30 for 30 short. 
Right. Because you either grew up hardcore Pittsburgh or hardcore, hardcore Browns. And you're in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you basically pick. Right. Yeah, I mean, we do pick. And like you go to work with people, right? And it's like, oh, can't talk to him this week. You He's... have, like, it is so unique in its fandom. Most people don't really understand what it's like when you live in an environment like that where your next door neighbor's hardcore one way and you're the other. Right. And you're like, fuck you. No, fuck yeah. you. Without but, uh, pulling a gun or knife on each other. Right. Like, yeah, seriously, like, like yeah. that's the best part about rivalries. And now people yeah. are like, kill it. And like, hey, settle down. And this, is, yeah. and this is a rivalry that is, I mean, especially back then. Yeah, it was real. It, I mean, it's probably simmered down more. It's not maybe as, it's still a big deal, obviously. Yeah. But, so I big, mean, it was It's no more of joke. a big deal to us, unfortunately, Joe, than yeah. like, oh, I yeah. hate saying it, than like the yeah. players or franchises. And that's a whole other conversation. So go, Matt. No, no, no. I'll get back to that. By the way, we can talk about that. I'm super passionate about that. But... Um, where I was going with this is I didn't know your body of work. Like I, I knew people loved you and I, I had, I had gathered that you were really close to the Indians organization. You already mentioned the cactus league. So how did you get from that conversation to, um, to where you are today? Good question. Um, Brian Winhurst, who's another person saying me, we just, I know people hate that us. Windy. So weird. It is so weird. I don't know. It, it is because the talk not even him. not even same school same class same classes and same like, thing yeah, same, we knew same, him yeah, in grade right. school we played baseball and with him in grade we've known school. him our whole life and then I was he was at Kent too and he lived above me and like we never talk, and like and I can say this now because I know we're old enough yeah like I know Brian way differently than that. we didn't even like we didn't really talk he no. was different than us his mom taught us sex ed which was something else that's a whole other story um, different podcast but a lot, yeah, longer, way different. lot of pictures a lot of yeah. not, not all one pictures I, all not pictures. one that I know I wanted to do so, but no off the question um, it was crazy because when I got to Kent and I can remember when you went to John Carroll um, I was there to play football and I was told I could play baseball but I'll admit like the one the one good thing I think my dad really he installed a lot of but a lot of good thing my dad installed with me was to be honest with yourself mm -hmm. and I got there and there were 120 guys on the team. And shout out to Coach Corgel. I know he's still around. He's a CFL Hall of Famer. But he recruited me there. And I'm not that big. And like I had no, like I'm, you know, I'm five eight. I was fast. And then like I went out to one practice. And I went to a couple practices, and I was like, we are this. It was like 110 Division One teams at the time, mm -hmm. and we were 109. And like I, I'm not the smartest person you'll ever have on this podcast. <laughs> but I looked around and I saw the beating I was taking, and I, you know, like, and I was just like. I love playing, but I I hated practice. Did that ever happen to you? Like where it was like, oh yeah, I love the game, and I know you understand. Like yeah, game day was like I lived for it, but like the practice was just like, and I was like, we're not, we're getting our ass kicked. Like we played like Randy Moss that year. We played like like Georgia <laughs> oh, Marshall, yeah, yeah, Marshall. Yeah, like Marshall. but like it was a, like uh, who's a big quarterback? The big fat quarterback for Central. He wasn't big fat. I should say Dante Culpepper. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say like, Culpepper. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like and. I just had the honest like moment of I'm not going to NFL, but we had a bunch of Canadian football players on our team, which was crazy because Coach Corrigal, who was the coach that recruited me to Kent, he's a Canadian football Hall of Famer, and he thought to circumvent the game at Kent State, I'll recruit a bunch of Canadian football players, you know, because he had an end there, yeah. and he couldn't get the guys that were going to Ohio State or wherever else. I, I and Jim Trussell was at Youngstown State at the time, and I almost went there, but when on my visit, some kid got shot that was taking me around and. My mom said I couldn't go there. Uh, <laughs> like, like, all these are true stories. That's when I was going yeah. there. <laughs> you probably shot the gun. <laughs> so, um, a beautiful town. Yeah, 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 beautiful town. Yeah. So it just hit me that, um, 
you know, I went, and then all, you know what it's like in college, your first year and everybody else around me. And I had a baseball player that was my roommate. Cause I wanted to play, I was going to play baseball too. And they were having the time of their life. You guys, everybody remembers their first semester of college. Like, oh. and mine wasn't. Mine was getting up at 6 a.m. eating. They were trying to make me put weight on. It was like, uh, mm-hmm. let me just drink beer. Like, uh, if we had <laughs> known what we know then, yeah. if we had known what we know then, so that's I'm a, watching. That's a really good point because <laughs> football, you start, I mean, you probably start practice you start before, before school, before school even yes, starts. Yes. So that first semester is not it's the fun. worst. It's the worst. Baseball, basketball. Yes. I mean, that's. That's Joe, very you're, different. You're dead on. Yeah. So everybody's having the, the That's greatest a great point. the greatest time of their life. I'm waking up at 6 a.m. eating mashed potatoes at seven and going to work because they're trying to get me to gain weight. <laughs> Literally to gain weight, they're putting me on like a five pro. They're like, you're fast, but you got to put weight on. And I'm like, okay. Like you don't have a choice. Like, so you're yeah. like, you're doing it. And like I'm coming home at 5 p.m. And I'm looking at my roommate who's a pitcher on the baseball team, and he's like, there's like a bong in the corner. There's like, <laughs> and I'm like, and like there's guys, like there's a guy that made it in major leagues that was from our like like from our group. And I'm looking around and like, and I remember my dad being like, Are you happy? And I'm like, No, I'm miserable. <laughs> and like I was. It was the worst moments of my life. But at the same time, you have that thing hanging over you where this is what people expect of you. And um, and that sucked because I hung on way longer than I should have. So to move forward. I knew I kind of wanted to do this, but I didn't have the balls to like walk away and do this. And then there's Brian Winters, who's he was writing about us in our se- our senior year. I'll never forget. I had a good game against Massler or someone, and we're driving in the car. And my dad like kind of flips the paper. He's like, "This is a nice article about you." And Brian Winters is like the name on the fold that wrote it. Oh, yeah. And like this is, and we're all still in school together. Yeah. So when I like stopped playing sports, I finally got the nerve. The coach got fired, and um, the new coach called me. I was on my back deck. Like, in the summer, my dad had gone out of town or whatever, and the coach called, and he was like, hey, uh, you're, on, you're on scholarship. You don't know me. I didn't record, recruit you. But if you want to play, we need you to come to summer school next week. And I flippantly, dumb 19-year-old, just <laughs> without thinking, they caught me at the wrong time, right time, actually. And I just said, sir, I don't want to do summer school. I want to go to school still, but I don't want to play anymore. And like the, I, and even it's hard to say even like right now, yeah, no, no, it no. is because Joe it like hit me like a ton of bricks because that was what my whole life was leading up to that and like I literally had to say, I so, don't want to do that. So for and I think that this can probably be for anybody. It, take the sports aspect out of it. When you get to college, especially like if you're coming from a high, I mean our high school wasn't big, 800 mm. people, you know, wasn't right. big. We knew a lot of the same people from grade school, yes, high school. our whole so lives. Right. You get into college and then you start getting exposed to different people from different. Races, creeds, religions, all over the, and then you start getting exposed to other. That's what happened to me. Me too. Is that when I so I was playing basketball, and I was a I already knew going into college I wasn't going to go pro, uh, but I mean I still like playing. I like the games, but with every passing month, I started hating it more and more mm-hmm. because then I'm in college, and I'm not just talking about the part. Everyone likes to party in college, but then I started getting into music. I started getting into other stuff, all these other things that I wanted to kind of explore and do, and. For lack of a better phrase, basketball would get in the way. Of that. I know you have no time. It right. would get in the way, especially during right. the season. So, and it's it wasn't taking a lot of my time, but even then, I just my mind was already not there anymore. Exactly. And prior to that, my mind the entire time, yes. all the time, I was playing basketball year round up until right. college. Mm-hmm. But then you just start getting into other things, and then it's more not a pride thing, but like you said, like people expect. Like I was like, God, what if right. I? 
stop playing, what are people at you home You feel like you let think? people down. Yeah. Right. And when you walk away. So long story out of that, like my parents were actually like kind of cool. Like my mom, like it's funny because my mom never wanted me to play football because, you know, she's a mom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my parents were out of town when I decided this. And so they come home. And my mom was like, "You're on scholarship. You can't do that. You gotta." And I'm like, "You've yelled at me for 19 years. Like, you don't want to get hit by people." I finally say it, and you lose your mind on me. And, and my dad, have to pay for and my college. dad, like, came up to the line of scrimmage like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, and was just like, "Hey, he yeah. said he still wants to go to school. Right? That's the important. That's, that's the win. Right? Yeah. That's, that's the my, win. My dad was like, he yeah. wants to go to school." We'll figure it out from there. Yeah. But I'll admit, I was a little embarrassed. Like, I'm like, I can say it now. I was embarrassed because. I took it as I was a failure. Like, you know, like when you walk away and like when people say like, people are like, oh, you're going to do great things there. And it was like, well, I'm not going to do great things at what you thought I was going to do great things. You know, even yeah. it, it, if this maybe even kind of applies, and I think it does, but people even now will still say something to me like, you still play ball? Like, right. No. Right. I'm 41. Right. <laughs> I don't even own a basketball. Uh, <laughs> but I barely watch, watch it on TV. Watch this. Watch this. Hey, you're right. But if we had a free throw shooting, I'd kill everybody. Thank you, (laughs) thank you. See, that's what I like, and that's still like the thing that drives. Like, I don't, yeah. Like, and you know what he would do? Line up next to me, like, go. Absolutely. And I would think, but I'm not gonna let him think he's gonna win. I would absolutely do it, but I'm not like, you change, you evolve. I guess is the word. Yeah. So in evolving, you know, I went around Kent and like, like, like like he said, it wasn't even partying. It was just like hanging out with different people and meeting different people. And like you said, we didn't go to a big school. And I wasn't that far away, but it was cool to meet people. And like, yeah. even like, it was just cool to just meet other people that had complete other interests. You're so, far enough away where you still, you feel yeah. like you're on, you're in a different, you're in your own world. You're in a you're different built. world and you're meeting new people left and right. You're meeting people you never thought you would hang out with in a million years. So your freshman year and sophomore year coming up, and you I, decide I'm, I'm done ha- with football. Yeah. And I'm happy as like, but I, the thing is though, I have no borders. You know what I mean? Okay. For the first time. Oh yeah. You don't have a regiment. I don't have no. Yeah. For the first time in my life, and like, and because it's, I moved away from home. Parents, you know, they text and call. They haven't even texted. So right. Just call them. Um, you know, and you can blow them off, like you know. So I just had good time, and I got through my sophomore year, and I got like halfway through my junior year, and like your parents were like, "So what are you gonna do?" You know, like you get that, like ah, you know, I'm figuring. But then like, I didn't have like when you play sports, they've got like tutors and everybody else, and they t- kind of dictate your schedule and what classes to take, and I. I was rudderless. Like, I had no clue. Yeah. And, like, I wanted to be a writer. And Brian, and it goes back to Brian Winhurst, yeah. why I brought him up. Well, Brian Winhurst is, like, the best writer in the freaking world already. And to me, it goes right back to the competition thing. It goes right back to, I know I'm not that good. Like, okay. I could admit that. Like, I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, I know vowels. I know verbs. I can't. What pretense? Fuck you. Like, <laughs> like, like, like I can tell a good story. I don't need all that bullshit. I still don't know what a semicolon is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, did I use that right? Like, right. Yeah, I still do that to this day. So, I um, I wanted to do it. I took an AP writing class, and I about, it was the most nerve-wracking moment of my life because of all those rules. And I wanted to write. I wonder because I like telling stories. Mm-hmm. To get to the end point, I think... Anybody can be a good storyteller. I, I like to engage in that because everyone has a story. that Those are fun. And Terry Pluto, who happened to write about me a little bit in high school and knew me. Being in the plane dealer. Yeah. At, yeah he, Akron, he did a lot of Akron. He was a huge Akron, Akron guy. Yeah. 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 So Real good writer. Great writer. Still yeah. writing today. I kind of reached out in a backwards way of kind of like I was lost. Like I wanted to be a writer. I wanted. And he said what every white guy says to a black guy that can put eight sentences together. 
you speak very well. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like in a good, I'm saying oh, okay. that like in a funny way. And he was like, and like but they do pull us aside. I was like, and say, I was like it's the black guy approaches you say that. <laughs> yeah, we learned that in like fourth, it's yeah, a different yeah. class. They separate us and well. they tell us in fourth grade. So he said that, but he said it and he's like, he, he wouldn't even get the joke. Like, I, shook, I was like, dude, and I remember like mumbling to myself, motherfucker, I didn't call you for that. But, <laughs> Thanks, Terry. <laughs> yeah, it's not what I asked for. Andre I mean, happy with answer. <laughs> Bottom of the barrel. How do you know? I called you. All right, you don't have to kill me. <laughs> Say more nice words. <laughs> and, and visual joke, Joe. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he reached out, and he knew he knew someone at a television station. It was Sports Channel at the time. He knew someone at 8:50 a.m. radio station. Help me get internships because the one thing that I was taught was like, hey, people love, and it still goes to this day, people love talking about themselves or like, you know, like having somebody, and people love free work, free labor. Mm-hmm. And I was open and I knew I couldn't, I knew I wasn't going to be Brian Winters. I knew I wasn't going to write in the paper. Like, there's too many rules. I'll just be honest. It was like, I was like, eh, I want to do something because I said I want to play sports. I remember a doctor looked at my knees like, you're not getting any taller. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, thanks, asshole. You can tell right, just yeah. for that. Thanks for the scoop. <laughs> yeah. Way to, way, to, way to push my. The, so I went and interned at 850, kept taking classes, and I was hired before my last semester at Kent. I got hired, not it wasn't sexy, but I got hired at 850, um, running a board overnight, so Saturday and Sunday nights. No kidding. Friday and Saturday nights. That's a common starting point, though, yeah. for, for what you do and now. It, yeah. Like, a lot and of people, was, you got to pay your dues. And Joe is the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Like, I was literally making $8 an hour. I had to deliver pizza. Like, I... But it was, but I was at that point because I didn't want to let my parents. It goes back to, and I, I can admit this freely, I didn't want to let my dad down. And my dad's whole thing always was like, "You, you got to be successful. What are you doing to be successful?" Like they, and I was like, "Well, I, I'm trying." Mm-hmm. But you know, like when you're like 22, you're like, you don't even know what success is or what happiness is. So I did that, and I literally took phone calls for a, um, fishing show. And it's funny. You can no laugh. Way. It's funny as shit. Cause the guy didn't even, and the guy didn't even, the guy didn't even acknowledge me. And it was like seven o'clock in the morning on Sundays. And like, and like, you know what everybody else is doing at 22, 23. And I'm answering phones for a fishing and hunting show. And they're talking about lures and shit. I ain't never heard. And like, I thought I was like, they may shoot me. Like, <laughs> like, and I did that only because the NFL pregame show came on after. And okay. like, that was my, I was like, well, maybe these guys will let me hang out around and I'm sorry. No. We have to go back to yeah, the go fishing. Back. Go back. What yeah. the fuck would you tell these guys when they called in? Oh, I want to talk about the time I was on Lake Erie and I caught a sea bass. <laughs> and and like, you'd be like, what was your response? Yeah. I'm like, okay, Timmy, uh, where are you at, Timmy? I'm on the way to the... Like, it was... Joe, like it's a, it was a Saturday Night Live skit. Like, literally. Like, literally. Like, there were a couple times I sat there and I, like, looked around, like, this wall or this room and I was like... Am I really here? What did I sign up for? Yeah. Like, how did I do that? Like, how I made it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't sexy. Here's you. But well, you know what, Dad? That, that, I know you've been a... waiting for success. Yeah, it's here. <laughs> Let me tell it's you. Hold on, right. Timmy's calling again. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? But that's. But that is. I, I think that that's a very good story for people. I think it's a really good story for people nowadays to hear, because at 22. You're out of school. You're doing this as a job. You just said that you're doing a second job to support right. the first part of your job to get to where you want to be. That's, I mean, a lot. It's fun to joke about, to joke around about now, of course, because it is fucking funny. 
But <laughs> that's work ethic. That's putting your head down and pushing through that shit. No one wants to do that. No, nobody no. wants to do that. But you have to do right. that. And we all none know, of us right. came. None of us came out of school making eighty grand no. a year. And Joe, you know, you what have to put it somewhere. But you guys, and you guys both know what it's like, though. There's always that one asshole that you went to college with that's like bragging about you know selling pharmaceuticals or something. Yeah, like going to Vegas like three times a year, and you're like, yeah. he's like, so what's up with you? And I'm like, I just barely am out of my dad's house. I'm like, just trying to get you to pay for this pizza I dropped off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. I, yeah, you're right. Exactly. My, I had a college roommate, and I have nothing against him except I don't like him. But, like, <laughs> but he was a fair. I, I knew when we were juniors, this kid was going to come out of school making a lot of money. Right. And I still didn't know what I wanted to right. do. Right. Same. You know, and, you know, and I mean, right off, right off the bat, you know, he was making a lot of money. And he'd be like, you want to go do this? I'm like, no. I'm broke. Let's go to Olive Garden and then dine and dash. That's what I can afford. <laughs> you may want to dine and yeah. dash is somewhere good. Isn't that how bad, how low that yeah. It's like, yeah. one day I may want to go there. Right. I might have to go But back. I mean, that, that's, 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 that's one of the things that he and I kind of rail on a lot is that we run into people, younger people, that just can't do no. that. Just can't no. do that anymore. You guys know how many people, how many kids come up to me and say, I want your job. And I like, I chuckle. I go, yeah. Sure. All the time. And then they ask the question, and I tell them, and then they give me this weird look like I stink. Like, because you know, when you tell them, I did I did work for free. Like, I got a guy that still owes me a couple grand, because he had, he like, and I won't say his name, Paul Belfi, you asshole, motherfucker, stick, <laughs> stick a knife in your fucking neck. I'm going to look him up right now on Instagram. <laughs> I'm looking you up, Paul. You better be offline. That's a, true, that's a true story. You better be offline, Paul. He came up, he gave up this great idea for internet radio, and it was great. Because and he used me, like and I, I tell these stories because this is a part of it's a part of where I'm at in yeah. life. He knew that I went to St. V, and this is when LeBron was at mm-hmm. St. V, and he knew that I could go back there, and, sure. and like and I didn't take it. Like I was still, at 22, 23, I was embarrassed where I was at in life. To be completely honest, I didn't want to go back there and be like, yeah, I'm part time at the radio station delivering pizzas on the weekend. Yep. Like, but that was my life, and you don't have. And this, I met this guy who had this tremendous idea, and the idea was tremendous. He was just a piece of shit person mm-hmm. and didn't know how to take it all the steps. And he came up with the idea to broadcast LeBron's and St. V's basketball games over internet radio. He made a married marriage with 8.50 a.m., because it was brilliant. You know, every radio station is based upon, and every radio station is based upon doing podcasts, which I love that you guys are doing. But like at the time when this happened... This was obsolete. It's not a thing. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he used me to get him into St. V's so they could have so he could have rights to do St. V's basketball games on internet radio. Now, I didn't get paid what I was supposed to get paid. That piece of shit. Paul Belfi. Piece <laughs> of shit. I'm still listening. Hold on, hold on. Spell his name so we know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying this though to go off of what you're saying, Joe. I got screwed, but I didn't get screwed because I got I had an opportunity to be behind a mic. I got an opportunity to do games. I got an opportunity to be. Yeah. I didn't get paid what I was told I was going to get paid. But it prepared me and it showed me the steps that it took. Now, mind you, I was, you know, like you said, let's go out to drink. And I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, I'd drink like two Miller Lights and like start looking left and right. And right. Like, Either I'm going to steal the next one or I got to go. <laughs> like, either way, you know, this is our deal. It's like there's nickel. You gotta find. You gotta find nickel beer nights. Like yeah, right. we'll go there yeah. every night. Every night. Yeah, that's, so that's the thing. That happened, and I um and K and R let me be on the radio a little bit more. They let me produce a show. They let me do the Browns uh, 
post-game show when Butch Davis is last year. And Do I, you remember the first show you did? The first show, the first time you were on the mic. Oh, I was awful. Well, but yeah, I, I remember, me, yeah. like, put me like, so I guess my, my, my thought is everything you kind of had to go through, the, 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 oh, the yeah. shadiness, all the hard work, all the fishing questions. Right. <laughs> and then finally, they put a mic in front of you. Oh. Yeah. I mean, oh, what's that like? I was on cloud nine. Yeah. It so, was on cloud nine, but then like, and then the reality hit. So. You know, like, you're like, you're like oh, shit. <laughs> Still <laughs> answering fishing questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you need a lure? You need, you need a little worm? <laughs> so the first, so I, I want to make sure, I want to, I want to corral this a little bit. So. Okay. I love that question. I want to answer that. But what was so? It was it the po- Browns post game. It was the Browns post game. Okay. During Butch Davis's like uh, last season. Okay. So much okay. so I wouldn't call him Butch. Like I thought I knew it all. I had to figure. Yeah. Out. I was a smart ass. Sure. I like I talked down to him. Like I knew more football than him. I didn't. This is what all the assholes do on the radio now that they shouldn't do because you don't have nearly the amount of information that that we think we do. Because I didn't have the background. Like I hadn't gone to locker rooms. I hadn't done certain things. Like I didn't know him. But I just went off. I was like I was a fan, mm-hmm. which you know I. Watch the games like they suck, and then I'm gonna tell you for three hours why they right. suck. Yeah. So I got and like it did feel good, and then I got like a promotion. I got to be a producer. Didn't make a lot, and lo and behold, out of nowhere, after just like that couple of years, News Radio WTAM 1100, a guy that was doing the um, Browns. He was a Browns beat reporter. His name was David Kelly. He had bought me a couple beers because he probably felt bad for me in the years beforehand. And he told me he was like, "Hey man, I'm leaving to go do baseball. I think you should give a call and." try out for my job wow i called on my birthday 16 years ago 15 years ago um the program director goes how did you know about this job and like i told him he was like i can't talk to you about it yet and i was like uh, okay it's not out yet yeah yeah you know but it was it was like dude he ended up hiring me though great um, and then i'll tell this part quickly and we'll move on so i got hired as a bronze beat reporter i was supposed to be their beat reporter casey coleman who people in cleveland probably remember the name who was like a legend. He was a Brown sideline reporter at the time. He um, came down with cancer halfway during that next Brown season. Um, I get a call from my boss um, when I'm at, I'm in Berea covering the Browns and it says, Hey, um, this weekend, Casey can't do the game and we don't, you're the next man up to do sideline. I had never done sideline reporting my whole entire freaking life. (laughs) Um, Mike Snyder, who I tremendously, who, who was the world to me, nicest guy in the world. I was sitting with him at the Browns game the week before, Joe, and he looked at me and he goes, you know the hardest job out there? And then, you know, I'm like, no. I'm, I'm hungover just like, yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, sideline. You got to prepare. You don't know when they're going to come to you and what they're going to say. And literally a Holy week later, shit. a week later, I'm on the Browns sideline. And, like, I like I had to wear, like, baggy pants because I was just shaking. <laughs> like, trimming, I don't remember, like, being like, Aah! Oh, my God. Like, that's a true story. So I had that job for six years. I do that job. And I saw a lot of bad football, and I can tell a lot of great stories. And um, we saw some of the similar football. Yeah, 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 yeah you watch. Yeah, um, just no one asks us questions yeah, about it. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. So you know what it's like going to the head coach? You got your head pounded in eight games in a row. So, coach, what was the problem today? Yeah. <laughs> we got no players. Where'd it so, go wrong? Yeah. So Again. I randomly, yeah. So I randomly see Brandon. Uh, I randomly see Brian Winhorst. Some I can't remember where. And he's like, "Man, I'm proud of you." And by this time, he's like, you know, he goes. Dude, with your age and where you're at, you're going to have that Browns job as long as you are. You're going to be the voice of the Browns. I'm like, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. It's good to see you. Eric Mangini didn't really agree. He put the Brian put the whammy on it. So lo and behold, Brian, Eric Mangini, another guy that goes into Paul Belfi's uh-huh. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I think we can all spell that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's online. Um, he tells me, he tells like all the players, don't talk to And like, if you guys know me and Joe knows, he's not like... 
I I don't like I don't fight with anybody. Like mm-hmm. I you know, like I get I I like to get along with people. I like to laugh. I mm-hmm. like to have a good time. Um, but I respect your job. And I would never go up to a Browns player during a game and just randomly be like, "Hey, what do you think of the weather?" Or, hey, that guy really knocked the shit out of you. Like I, I wasn't that guy. <laughs> right. But like I think the guys knew me, so they would just come up and like bullshit with me and just during a game. And, like mm-hmm. and Eric Mangini hated that. Like to Eric Mangini, I was like planting a flag on his like oh, staff. Shit. Like you know, it was like. You're the sideline reporter. You just shut up and do your job. And I'm like, okay, cool. So he told me before, like, the last game of the season. And I haven't told this story much. I just start telling this story because I'm at a place in life where I actually I don't mind telling it. Okay. So he tells me before, like, the last game of the season, he goes, um, hey, I don't like you talking to my players during games. And I'm like, okay. I was like, no problem. And I started to try to explain to him that, like, I don't go up to them and talk to them. They talk, and I was like, okay, no problem. He was like, we really got to change that problem. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, so he's pissed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So last game of the season, I do my first report. And literally, like, I'm standing, like, in the end zone. Like, just like, <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> so Phil Dawson kicks off. I'll never forget this. This is the tr- God honest truth. I'm standing, like, on the 25-yard line. Phil Dawson and Josh Cribbs, who I can consider both friends today, even though this isn't very friendly, they come up. And one goes on the left of me, one goes on the right of me. And they put, they put their arms around me. And they're like, so what do you think about the game? And oh, I go, get the shit. fuck. And I literally go, get the fuck off me. <laughs> and they go, they go, they go, oh, he told us. Screw him. <laughs> yeah. This is, a, this is a true fucking story. It's, and that's those guys. Yes. Like, Let's go get Andre. Yes. <laughs> like, they come off the field. And they literally oh, go. Fuck. And they're standing with me. And they're like, dude, you're one of us. Just like, you're cool. I was like. I'm going to get fired. Get away from me. And this isn't like a second string, <laughs> right? The backup punter yes. is Josh Cribbs. And, 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 and I said, I go, I'm not you. Everyone, right? I'm, I'm not as secure as you right. are. <laughs> and literally, they put their arm around me and I get the glare. And like, and Mary oh, Jenny sees this and I'm like, ah, stop. <laughs> six weeks later, they didn't fire me right away, the dicks. They waited like six no weeks out way. of nowhere. And they're like, hey, we're going to replace you. We're going And like, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. And this is like the lesson. This is one of the toughest lessons I learned in my life. I got called by like a superior. Like it was like, you know, like, you know how, how business works now. It all runs downhill. Mm-hmm. So like the guy, the guy before the guy goes, hey, I just want to tell you, thank you for all the great work you've done. You've done a great job. You've matured in this job. Um, we really appreciate what you've done. Are you going to be, are you going to be around in the next 30 minutes or so? Because I won't say this person's name. Because blah, blah, blah is going to call you to, to set up, you know, everything going forward. I'm like, oh, okay. And mind you, at this time, I'm 32. I'm getting ready to get married. Like, I finally decided I, I thought I could do that. Mm-hmm. I finally had, had enough money to, like, kind of, like, eat and drink and have a home. And I get a call 30 minutes later as I'm driving with my nephews in the back seat, And they tell no me, way. hey, uh, we're going to go a different way. And they wouldn't tell me why. But you knew. I knew you why. Knew. I knew why. And I'll never forget, like, I had it, like, I had tears in my eyes, but I couldn't cry because I got my two nephews, yeah. like, behind me. And they're like, oh, we're going to play basketball. Whatever. And I'm just like, ah. Yeah. And I, got, I remember I, like, got to my dad's house. Like, I remember, like, I was like, why are we going to grandpa's house? And I'm like, oh, shut up and go eat ice cream. <laughs> and, like, I went to my dad, and I'm in the garage. And I'm like, dude, they just fired me. And it was it crushed me. And my dad goes, ah, one door closes, another one opens, you know, flippantly. But he could tell, like, I was like, it was, yeah. like, it was like, oh, shit. Like, he's, 
Well, that that that's a dad response when his son, who is an adult man but is still his son, right, comes in with a problem. Like you can't talk to him like a kid because, like you said, now it's adult stuff with yeah. adult problems and adult repercussions. So he has to say. You're gonna be just fine. Don't right. worry about it, and kind of play it down. Yeah, my dad would do the same. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah. But you know, like in my heart of hearts, though, like I couldn't even face people. Like it, no, we, for sure. it goes all the way back to when I said I wasn't gonna play football anymore. It goes it all the way yeah. back. That, to, that doesn't really die. Really. No, it goes all the way. Like, fuck, like that. Like, and you don't want to make your job or your career your crutch of who you are and what you are. But it is a little bit of who you are and what you are. And you know it is like it or not, right? It, it it's how you make your living. Yes. It's how you support your family. It's how you do everything. Absolutely. So. I know that it sounds a good thing to say, like, my job doesn't define me. But unfortunately, it kind of does. kind of does. It, it has to for a lot of people. Absolutely. The best, the best thing about... Cribs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Dre? <laughs> I'm like, get off me! I'm like, yeah. So I assume you, you talked to Josh Cribs right after that. And he was oh, like, yeah. dude, my no, bad. Josh is like, hey, yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm working out. Let me call you back. I'm like, no. No, I can't say anything bad about Josh. Josh is a tremendous... I can call him right now. I'll, I'll try to get him on your podcast. I'm being dead serious. I'm being dead serious. I would fucking I'm like, love I'm like, they got that. no well, friends. They're not funny. Come on. <laughs> well, depending, depending on the day. I don't know. Wait. I don't, want, just, I don't want to just throw anyone yeah. out here. Wait, like, April but, 6th, we're busy. But <laughs> um, the best part about this story is... Um, that story had everything. Well, no. May I, may I tell you? All right, fine. I it didn't have nudity. <laughs> my bad. Hey, that shit. The best part about this story is as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and my absolute white hot seething disdain for the Cleveland Browns. I was a Steelers I, fan that day. <laughs> I, I like them even less right. now. They're Who different now, but yeah. So how long after okay. after that was Mangini finally gone? Oh, yeah. Couldn't I, have been long. I got to tell you, I'm glad. You set this up perfect. I've never rooted against the Browns, but God damn it, that next year, man, I would come in the stadium. I'd come to the stadium like, oh, you guys are favored to lose by 15. <laughs> like, like, I'd go to post games and be like, oh, you still lost without me, huh? <laughs> hey, I'm still back here, dick. Like, I hate you. Hey, like, one door closes, another door opens. opens. Don't worry. Yeah. And like, and, but at the same time, though, like, financially, like, things had changed, mm -hmm. but I'd gotten opportunities to do other things. Like, uh, STO, who I work for, like Fox, they had hired me to do like TV shows on the Browns. I was working full time. I was out. I was maturing to different parts of my career, I guess. Yeah. And I didn't see it though. Like I was still. It was like the first time I went to Brown Stadium and didn't have that job. It was hard. Oh, I bet. Like I literally sat in my car for like literally like ten minutes and like kept just being like, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Like literally to the point where I called my wife and was like, I think I got to start a new career. And she's like, What? I was like, I. I can't face these people. I'm, I, I was, I was a loser in my mind. Yeah. I was a loser. Um, and then I kept doing other stuff and Joe Tate, um, who was tremendous because, and I got great Joe Tate stories. He told me before one Cavs game, I was sitting up there and he goes, you know, Andre, you're not really in this business till you get fired from a job. <laughs> but and isn't I, that true? Yeah. But he told me, he goes, that's when you find out if you're really meant to be in this business. He goes, when you get fired and you don't deserve to be fired, he goes, you're good. And like Joe Tate, like, and it took him it, for me to get fired to say I was good. Thanks, Joe. But that's like, <laughs> Joe's from the same cloth as our fathers. Yes. That's all you need to know. And he was like, you're I good. I feel like I already know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. He was right. You know exactly who he is. And he literally said, he goes, you're good. You're talented. He goes, this is how the, this is how the business works, unfortunately. He's like, and if you can't deal with it or handle it, go do something else. He goes, but 
you don't know it until you lose something that means something that, to you. It's funny to even kind of hear, especially, obviously, Patrick, are not in that realm due to, you know, politics. We could do it. Anybody could do it. <laughs> but, Pat, but Patrick and I get fired from a job. It's because we're not good at it. Right. You didn't get fired from a job because you weren't good at it. No. You got fired from a job because of politics. And quite frankly, yep. my opinion, I'm sure it's accurate, Man, he <laughs> knew things were not going well. Right. Does not want players going to a reporter. Exactly. You're talk because right. in his mind, even though you, even though you weren't building a case against Mangini, no. what the fuck do you care? My who the coach job is, is built upon getting along with those. Yes, motherfuckers. exactly. exactly. Yeah. But in his mind, he's like, I can't have players talking to a reporter off record because right. God knows what they're like. Because right. then, then it turns into what it is now. Sources close to the Browns say, say right, and like yep. I can tell you're right, and like you don't get it at that point. But the funny part is, everything I got fired for. Is what the Indians wanted. No. Like, you know, like like when I got hired, like when it was like time for the Indians job, it came around. I I had other opportunities to do other things. They were like, well, we kind of want Jim Donovan came to me. I can't. Jim Donovan's a very good guy. He's been very big about it career. It's fucking hilarious to hear you talk about these people. I that know. I this know. is like yeah. I, 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 I know, know Jim Donovan. I like, know the guy's people. TV. Yeah, the guy. Well, <laughs> Jim Donovan when the Indians started, when the Indians started on STO, and they said they wanted to use an in-game sideline reporter. I was doing the Browns games, and Jim Donovan was like, Andre is the best person to do that job. Mm -hmm. And when he was like, hey, you should go interview for the job, and I thought he was just getting rid of me so I wouldn't be in his way during football <laughs> games. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I'm good. Because, you know, like, I was like, so when this all came around and the job opened back up, um, I was like, hey, I know you guys are interested in me four years ago. Can I try out again? And they were like, do you really want to do this? And it started off, I was going to do like, um, I was going to do pregame. And because my wife didn't want me to take it. I, I, this is the other thing. My wife, she saw what I went through with the Browns. Mm -hmm. And she saw just like how it, it mentally it beat you down. It beat me down. Yeah. It wasn't, I wasn't, it made me not a nice person. Like I was just, I was in a funk. And her mom, of all people, was like, you got to let him take this chance to find out who he is and where he's at. Um, so we did it because my wife, and I'll do this quickly. My wife owns her own business, working with kids that have autism and working kids that have special needs. Um, she's got a nonprofit. Like she's a star in our household and what she's doing. And she's built this career. She's like over 10 years. She didn't like how they treated kids at the Cleveland clinic. She walked away. That's awesome. With it nothing. Is. And she started her own thing. And to her, she was like, and I always say like, I'm when she makes enough money, I'm retiring and I'm just driving the van. Like, right. I'll just drive kids around. I think, I think that should be all of yeah, yeah. And you guys <laughs> She makes extra enough money, we all Yeah, we all are in. Everybody, well, you guys are in. Shift changes. They, we yeah, can we all drive shift. all the time. Yeah, we do podcasts all day long. Yeah. Oh, shit. Podcasts. That is the goal. Yeah. Really What's the name is. of the organization? Uh, Rec to Connect. R-E-C, the number two, Connect. Um, check it out, rectoconnect.org. Um, she does great work. And and, it's, and for her, like, she was like, I'd rather, and like, you know, like, it's hunky-dory to say it, but she was like, I'd rather us be broke or I'd rather us not have as much money. To have you halfway happy, yeah, no, like you yeah, know, like yeah. she's like, I've seen you at both, and I'd rather us be, you know, like. And her mom was like, "Well, you gotta let him take this chance." And lo and behold, going into my sixth season, um, I won a couple Emmys now. Congratulations! I've had, other, I've had other opportunities to do other stuff now. Um, I'm in a really good place, even if the Indians and Terry Francona tells me to fuck off tomorrow, um, and he. He won't. He'll tell me that, but I can still come to the games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a good place, and uh, that just to round it up, that's kind of how everything has happened. But I, I, I mean, man, what a journey! Between the two, what are you more in love with? Your career having been with the Browns, your career having been with the Indians. 
Um, it's obviously the Indians because I was able to be at a World Series in, in, in Wrigley Field. I wanted to ask about that, actually. That's, and honestly, I can... I knew you loved both and enjoyed yeah. both. But you knew that because you know me. Yes. And all, I, I can also kind of tell the way that, like, the videos that you post, the interactions oh, you yeah. have with the team. I mean, that's just... I mean, it's a job, but it ain't right. really and, a uh, job. I, Joe, I just said that Saturday. It's crazy because I sat down Saturday because I flew. I was just in Arizona this weekend just to do one game. And I sat there, and it was like the second inning. And I, I'm being completely honest. I haven't said this to anybody. And I, like, literally, like, I looked left and right, and I was like, holy shit, they're paying me to do this. <laughs> you know, right? Like, like, literally, I'm sitting with Francisco Lindor, and he's like, dude, he goes, you lost some weight in the offseason. Like, we're just bullshitting. Yeah. He's like, where's yeah. he? Like, and I'm like, they're paying. And I'm like, hold on. And then I go, and I go, hey, Frankie, hold on, man. I got to talk real quick. <laughs> And like, <laughs> I'm telling Lindor, hey, shut up, man. You're I, putting I got, Lindor I, on yeah. hold. I'm like, I got to get out of my personal yeah. space. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, in the middle hey, of something. They're about to put a shot on me if you want to be in my yeah. shot. Or get the hell out the way. What's your name again? <laughs> Frank? Like, what is it? Joe, it's un- it's unbelievable. Like, it literally is. You, you can tell by the way that you that, that, that you post. Uh, just Everything you're posting. Like the there are uh, things you post on Instagram that are, that are videos that almost look like outtakes. Yeah. <laughs> but of just you and the other guys right. and the guys on the team. It, it's very obvious that you're enjoying what you're doing. And I think I think that that's good. And then... Um, I'm over-blessed. Over, and I'm not real religious, but I'm, I, just, I don't know how this is all happening. I'm so, um, I actually... I don't know how much time you have with us. I got time. Good. Because, I'm here now. I'm going to another beer. Go ahead. I'm up, loving right? this. No, let's what I'm going to do is, what we're going to do is we're actually going to pause. part two. Yes. Yeah, let's do part two, assholes. <laughs> yeah. On the next one, when we come back, I'm going to talk about buttholes. <laughs> Not really. But you're going to come back to see. Well, I was going to take a break, and I think Andre just did it for us. Right? <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll come back and talk about assholes. <laughs> or just buttholes. I don't know which. Bubbles? Are we doing it magic tour? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... I just want to show you my typical text text messages back and forth with Terry Francona. Okay. So that's what I say to him like on Wednesday. Like, you can show it up too. Um, so ugly adults, uh, dads that basically tell you where you're going to play basketball on Sundays, and that's what that's what we're coming back into. Keep going, Pat. Yeah, go ahead. If you repeat this, I'm gonna break your computer. No, I'm saying it's the same So I actually so. As funny as this is, obviously, like when uh, uh, you said that you would come on, yes. Like for me, it wasn't uh, really the sports. That I, it's funny because for me, it wasn't the reason that everyone else was like, "That's awesome," because everyone else knows you as a sports right. guy. Right. I've known you since third know. grade, right, right, right. and I was like, "I don't even really watch sports," exactly. so I don't really know what to talk about. So I'm glad we didn't really talk about like <laughs> actual sports. But I did have a couple like actual sports oriented questions for you. Okay. So let's talk they're, sports. They're the only things that I actually know. One. Obviously, the Baker Mayfield thing was pretty actually fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. So the reason that I thought it was awesome is because the Browns have always had the same problem for the last couple of years. They don't know which quarterback to ever go with, and they don't know when to switch. I'm not saying that I do, but it's always a scenario where they're like, no, 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 put Manzella in. No, 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 right. put Hoyer in. It actually worked out fucking perfectly this year where uh, – It's a perfect storm. What's his name actually? Baker? No. Uh, uh, the coach? Who? No, he's talking about... Who's the um, first quarterback? Fuck, I forgot. Oh, Taylor. Taylor. So Taylor got a concussion. They didn't have a choice. Had to put Baker Mayfield in, and everything worked out perfectly. See, you know sports. I feel like it worked perfectly. And I know there's fans around, we would have made the playoffs. No. No, no. No, in life, you have to sometimes let... And I I put sports... I characterize sports with life a lot. Because it's what I've known and what Mm -hmm. I've done my whole life. And we're so... And in society, we're so quick 
to push things and make them happen before they're ready to happen. And I feel like the Browns thing happened perfectly with Baker Mayfield because of what you just perfectly. said. Because it naturally happened. They didn't have to. The decision was made for right. them, and, and like, everything worked out for Baker Browns Mayfield. Fans hate that. All right, you're a Steelers fan. Mm-hmm. The Roethlisberger situation happened perfectly. Tommy Maddox or whoever was Tommy like, Gunn. Tommy Gunn, like yep. I like, and he got hurt. Got like, hurt. Ben, ben Hunt. He, I got great Ben Roethlisberger stories. Uh, he's really a piece of shit. Yeah, I, I know. I a couple, couple, yeah, a and by the way, I know a couple yeah, girls that have good stories. So, about by the way, <laughs> I want you. I want you to finish this thought. But anybody who knows me, like knows me, knows me. Hates I'm, Ben Roethlisberger. I'm, I'm a. I'm a huge. My daughter's middle name is Rooney. Okay. I bleed black and gold. I fucking hate Ben Roethlisberger. He, he, he's not. He's a shitty. He's a shitty human being. He's not been. She's not been shy about that. Right. Good. I'm gonna tell you a quick Rudy story. Why it's awesome that you did that. Um, when I was allowed to be the Brown sideline reporter, um, I you know you get to go around to all these different stadiums, mm-hmm. fields, or whatever else. And our owner at the time, Mr. Lerner, if I would have dressed up five guys at 300 pounds and said, hey. And if they didn't have a jersey on, I'd be like, hey, you pay, these, these guys are football players. He'd be like, oh, okay. He had no idea. Yeah. So probably 2000, like, it doesn't matter what year, 2006, 2007, whatever. I get in an elevator in Pittsburgh before a game. And I'm sorry. No, I get in, all right, turn. Am I talking to the butt of it? Yeah. Um, I get in an elevator before a game or whatever else. I'm coming back down, and Mr. Rooney gets on, and there's like three other, there's like three wives and kids. Mr. Rooney got on the elevator. He knew. The kids' names, the girlfriend wives' names, like it really is a family. Like how Pittsburgh is run, and, and like I'm not here to make the Steelers good or bad. Mr. Rudy, like I, I walked away. I was like, that's how you own a team. Like he he knew like the wives, he knew their families, and, and it wasn't like bullshit. Like you know when somebody's just like, oh yeah, hey Timmy, Tim is the <laughs> name I like today. Like he really knew them, and I remember walking away going. That would never happen in Cleveland. That would, and I've been around a lot of owners. Mm-hmm. A lot of most owners aren't like that. The Roonies are legitimately really good people. Um, so good, good job out of you. You picked right. the right name. You picked <laughs> well, the right I, name. Did, I didn't want to interrupt. I didn't want to break the momentum of that story, but I wanted it to be crystal clear to anybody listening. I am not a Ben Roethlisberger He's fan. He's been very vocal about that for as you long know, as I've known. Good. Him. You know the weirdest thing? I was at the game after he got suspended. Mm-hmm. I was at the game that he like came back, and like I was working for Channel Five at the time. And my whole job was to get the story on, like, the Pittsburgh fans, how they react. And news is funny because it's like, oh, yeah, go get the reaction of the fans when Ben comes back. And I was amazed because – and I know this doesn't speak for every Steelers fan, but it spells – it tells you what fandom really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, we all know it. Yeah. Like, 20 women walk by in pink yeah. Roethlisberger jerseys, yeah. and I'm like – do you know what he was accused? Yeah, that's of? fucked up. Like, I mean, yeah. that's fucked up. There's right. so many examples. All right, so I, I can give you three examples right now. Obviously, the Roethlisberger one. You yes. just gave a, a very good, a real time personal experience. Of like, right. So apparently, we're all okay with what right. that. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm not saying that he didn't pay for it, but we pretty quickly forgot about what Michael Vick did. Absolutely. At least everyone in Philadelphia. Kobe did. Bryant too. Yeah. Kobe Bryant. Right. And I love, I love Kobe Bryant as a player, but I remember like, did you read? Like, did you see? <laughs> anyone, anyone read that transcript? Well, what is or that? Or even just a snippet? snippet of it? But what does that say about us as a society? And I'm like, we love winners. We don't care what they do. I, right. I, Another. I don't know. I don't know. I know you don't follow fighting. I don't know how much a you follow bit. fighting. Oh yeah. Uh, John Jones. Oh my God. He cheats every like he's. Could, could that guy fuck more up? Oh no. And like he could be a he could. Joe, he could be it. He could be everything. In, in the fighting. only, unfortunately for him, the only thing that's happened is that he has, he is always now going to have an asterisk next to his name every time. 
Like, and I don't they... think he ever needed it. Just, no. just to run down a list of things that I can remember. DWI wrapped his Rolls Royce around a telephone right. pole. He has failed, I believe, four drug tests. Yes. Three for steroids, one for cocaine. Right. Uh, and the cocaine one was like the best one. They're like, oh, I so see you're just high. Like, <laughs> yeah, most people were surprised. Like, they test for blow? Yeah, like, why are they doing that? Uh, fight at a press conference. Yes. Uh, he has, oh, Jesus but Christ. But look at his profession. Because I don't disagree with you. But the, but I, the I, profession I, says, oh, he's just a fighter. But he's like, a madman because he's a fighter. Right. It's, and, and just, I don't know, for me... His like his nemesis has always been Daniel Cormier, who I love to right. death. I've actually met that dude. He's pretty cool. You've met him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Cormier. To me, is, is the he's pretty cool. But he won't let he won't fight my boy right now. Who's your boy? Stipe. Stipe. Oh, I, you want me to bring Stipe here too? Are you gonna talk shit, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, bro. Fuck I can, no. I can, let me see. I, I can tell. Like I'm not trying to big time anybody, but I I do know him. Um, we'll You're see. allowed to big time. Uh, yeah. You know who we know? Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> wife. Right there. <laughs> hey, how you doing? And sometimes she won't respond. <laughs> um, but the uh, no, okay, Daniel's I, good dude. Go I get. But I mean, for me, like Cormier has been tested. Actually. He's been tested more. He's an Olympian. He does, yeah. He does, and he's you know been what? tested and now more. The way he fights, he's built like like us. Like he's not even oh, like yeah. Like I love when he gets to the ring. And I'm like, Every single time, I'm just like, what happens when you stop working out? Right. And Daniel like raises his hands, like I'm still knocking him out though. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's guy's a monster, and I I love him. I love him as a as a, as a uh, as an analyst. I think yes. he's one of the he's best. He's really good. Yeah. I think he's one of the best in the he world is. as an analyst. Uh, he's one of the best fighters. The only thing he has is John Jones. Take John Jones. Daniel Cormier is right. the best fighter that's ever walked the yes. planet. But John Jones should, if he takes care of himself, he should be one of the best fighters of all time. He should be with his the length of his like, and I'm not to break down like MMA. No, I mean his, but you know what I mean. He like his length has and the, strength. He has the perfect body for the perfect yes, weight class. Exactly. And exactly. he is the thing they've also said about him is though he may not look like it because he's so lanky, like Chael Sonnen and Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Also the same thing. They're like. When you put your arms around him, you have no idea how strong, strong that man he really is. is. Then you take his jujitsu's off the charts, striking, insane. Yes. But he's just another example. I agree. Of, Jesus Christ! And he's only thirty. I, he's not even in his fighting right. prime yet. It's scary. He's probably missed two and a half, three years of fighting just yes. due to suspension. Easily. And the thing is, he comes. Imagine their family. You know, he's got two other brothers. Two of both, both NFL, NFL players. Both NFL All Pro. Yes. So imagine feeding those son of a bitches and imagine the fights they had amongst themselves. <laughs> like imagine like walking downstairs and like, break it up. Uh, all right. First one that gets up wins. Jesus like, but, but I wanna like, I wanna go back to a point you were making. I, I think I think it, it ties back to something you said way earlier in the podcast. You guys are gonna have to listen to two podcasts to get all this in. Right. But Congrats. but fuck it. Listen yeah. to it because yeah, it's I, fucking yeah, great. I love it. You know, it it, go, it comes back to social media, right? Yeah. Our our attention span now is so fucking short. Yeah. We forget about everything. You're but right. you know what? I, the one athlete that I I can I constantly comes back to my mind where we have not forgotten. Fucking Lance Armstrong. Oh, yeah. That motherfucker tore up so many well, people in defense of himself. Well, He'll ask, always right. be a piece of no, shit. No, you're right. But let me ask a question. Because, and I, I don't disagree with what you just said. Wait, what'd he do? <laughs> <laughs> but no. I heard somebody. It was a comedian. Was it Neil Brennan? Doesn't matter the comedian. But someone brought up a good point. They're like, okay, he cheated. We know. But look at all that he did for cancer. Uh, yeah. You're like... And, like I'm torn because I like how many people didn't have the yellow wristband. Everybody wristband did. when he was yep. like we all had the lips. I had like, the yellow cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're like, this is me. This, me. Means, this means caution. All right, this means I, caution. All right, I, I made it at home. Whatever. It feels and, uh, the, the you had thing, to double it over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I'm sorry. It's like when you take a rubber band and you keep twisting yeah. it to make the hole smaller yeah. and smaller. I don't want the bread okay, to go stale. Yeah. <laughs> trying to make a joke. It's hey, a salt on a good penis. Joke. <laughs> Continue on. I'm sorry. Anyway, thanks for but coming no, on. But I'm glad you... Pat, that's a great example. That's a great example of... You're not the best person, but you had some good intentions. But think, but competitors, think about what competition can do to people. Nice. And I see that in sports. Like I, like that's one thing I will tell you guys. The hardest thing about my job sometimes is being around these guys. Mm-hmm. And like every athlete, and you know when you don't have it anymore. Like you know, you know before. Like I love the fans that like tweet me and they're like, "Oh, that motherfucker strikes out too much," and I'm like, "Really." I've been watching since March. Fuck you. Like, right. like, you're not tweeting me anything I, I don't know. Thanks for like enlightening me that like the guy's hitting 100. I, I got stat. I, I, I walk with stats every day. Right, what right, are they, right. they, I, the thing that kills me about that is like, oh, sh- oh, I'll go let him know. I didn't know. Right. I haven't been covering right. this all yeah. year, asshole. Oh, I have no idea. He struck out eight times in a row. I said yeah. that yesterday on Thanks, the air. Thanks, Bonerific at 730.com. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Boy, to take a, but to take it a step further, Bonerific. <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> that so, fucking guy knows. He knows. You guys want to know the hardest part about my job? Anyway, we got a call from Bonerific. <laughs> <laughs> Your new favorite listener. Um, the hardest part is knowing these guys, like, you guys didn't ask, I'm just going to tell it. The hardest part is knowing, like, their families and knowing, like, their lives. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. we get out there, and, like, at times you got to tell the truth and be like, yeah, he's really in a bad rut. But at the same time, like, I know that, like, he's got a terrible wife or, like, he's got a... Something's going on with oh, his kids Christ. or his mom. Like you're like you know shit, and you're just like, or like they're fighting. Their oh. their wives are fighting, or like you're like and you're just like, yeah, it's been a tough day for X player. I was yeah. like, like it's like they're human beings. I hate to tell everybody that, but they're human. They have real lives, they have, right? And they got yeah. families that are stealing money from them, and yeah. you can go on and on and on and on no. and on. Like I've been on I've been on a bus before, and like literally. Um, like you'll hear like a guy on the phone, like, you know, like it's a bus. So you hear guys like on the yeah. phone with their wives. It's not like, a condo. It, it'd be, yeah. yeah. But it's the yeah. same of any of us. Like, you're like, did you bring butter home? And like, you hear the guy be like, I forgot, honey. And it's like, <laughs> and, like, and, like and then you just can hear this, like you're getting annihilated. Yeah. And you're like, you're the fucking cleanup hitter, man. Tell her yeah. to shut the fuck up. But, but he sorry. can't. <laughs> sorry, I forgot the butter. Uh, right. I was getting laid out by JJ Watt. Yeah, right. I'm you know trying to block. <laughs> you know what's funny about, I, I love something you just brought up. So I take, take me as a fan, right? Right. There were a couple uh, guys in ESPN in Pittsburgh that I would listen to religiously, whether it was following the Pirates or the Steelers. And every once in a while, I'd send a tweet, and every once in a while, I would make it on the air, right? Nice. But, but, it was always from my fans' perspective. Right. And we live in a world today where I can send a tweet and hear my thought on the fucking radio. Right. Right? So I say... I, that I, excites you a little bit, right? Fuck yes, it does. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to say anything that I that's on my goddamn stupid little yes. brain yes. in Cleveland, Ohio about what I... Which my, is awesome. Yeah. But also scary. Yes. It is scary. It's awesome, but it, I could see why it would be frustrating from your perspective. You're like, I know I saw that same goddamn right. tweet for 90 people today. Yeah. I can't believe I just put this together. Are you bonerific? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> tell me. Snap. No. Oh, I told no, you were not. <laughs> tell, yeah, that's a little bonerific. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can change your name when you yeah, get a little bit older. Right. Yeah. Little Wayne. A little bit older. Hey, you gotta get older. Wait a minute. Can I say something? I follow you. All right. Obviously, I followed you guys' Instagram because of Joe. Mm-hmm. Local hero. And I it, yeah. <laughs> in, in my hood, he was a local hero. Not the Hometown most. hottie. Um, didn't you get shit stolen at your house and Bron- I don't want to put it out yeah. there? Oh, you got yeah. shit stolen at your house. Yeah. Strongsville. I was Strongsville. Yeah. I was pissed off for you, man. Thanks, man. So I drove around my neighborhood and I thought about stealing boxes off Christmas. In honor of you. In honor of you. <laughs> I ain't taking Pat's kids' shit. That's bullshit. Let me see whose kids' shit I can take. <laughs> my daughter's six. My son is four. Yeah, you know, we're, I get it. Right, I, we're I, in I the felt, yeah. I felt bad for you because I, when I'm not, and this is the hardest part. I think when I first moved in my neighborhood, um, you know, obviously I'm not the darkest black man, but I'm black. I don't, I'm black, and I live in Wadsworth. Yeah, you're beige. A, yeah, <laughs> like that's the education he learned. No, you're, you're right. You're beige. I don't see color, but you're beige. <laughs> I don't see. All right, I got. I don't want to tell stories about his family the whole night, but I got a story about that later. Um. Like when my wife, I was in Minnesota of all places, is my wife, because we were trying to move home to be mm-hmm. closer to our parents and whenever we had kids. And we looked in an area like where we, you and I grew up, and it was just like prices were ridiculous. Like it just didn't match. So my wife calls me. I'm in Minnesota. She's like, I think I found somewhere in Wadsworth. And I go, I, like, she texted to me. I called her. I was like, Do you know what I look like? I was like, <laughs> can't move to Wadsworth. Yeah. And she's like, no. You might as well move in the middle of a J. Crew. <laughs> right. right. I was like, she was like, no, 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 no. It's different. Like, and I was like, that's what they all said. And she's like, no, it's different because old Wadsworth is like on the other side of something. She's like, they're building, this is a new allotment they're building. And I was like, I love you, but I, I can't do Wadsworth. So she was like, well, can you at least come see the land where everything's plotted? And I'm like, yeah, okay. So I live in Wadsworth now. <laughs> Build a house and everything. Hey, so you stand your ground, man. <laughs> so all the guys out there, that's how shit works. Yeah. Right. So when we first moved in, it was during the off season. And the people that like as the houses were being built, you know, people don't know anybody or you know anything. So all they saw was like this black dude that would come out in like, you know, Nike shorts and a t shirt and in 10 degree weather to get his mail and walk back in the house and his car never left. And finally it hit me. And finally it hit me. I told my wife, I was like, I think our neighbors think I'm a drug dealer. I was like, I don't think they understand how we live here. And that black motherfucker never goes to work. You know, like, I can tell people will look at me. And they're like, there he is. Like it was like a Bigfoot sighting. And they're like, He's here every day. How did he get in our neighborhood? They're having like little, <laughs> having like little block parties. Like, yeah. did he leave? <laughs> he didn't leave. So, right. I go to work right. every day. What's that, he doing? But his car never moves. <laughs> so finally, like, I remember, like, I was going to spring training. And I finally was like, I guess I should tell these motherfuckers. I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't work half the year, you dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> I got a job. I'm on TV. Right. Also, I have the best blow you can ever, ever have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the side. You know, 2020s, you know, 40, supplementary yeah. income. Right. Um, all right. Here's I gotta ask this question because I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. What made and I want to hear from both of you, unless one can answer for the other. What made you guys start a podcast? What made you guys do this? Go ahead. Uh, it was mainly because of like a conversation like this. Uh, Patrick and I work together. We've known each other for 12, 13 years. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, we have always got along really well. We have similar personalities, similar everything. Interests. Uh, we have similar interests, music, everything like that. Um, 
he and I essentially were podcasting all day long and just right. didn't really know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were just kind of just fucking about one day. And we're like, we should Fuck try to podcast. Man. Good for you. Um, so, you know, we were kind of, uh, this kind of gets into like the whole getting older thing too, is you're like, okay, I kind of want something else. Right. I want another kind of like outlet. You know, I can't really obviously play sports anymore, <laughs> at least not well. <laughs> right. And, um, I like podcasts. I like the idea of them. I like that they're easy to do. Yes. So uh, he and I just tried it one day and uh, started having fun with it. I mean, again, like we you guys are funny. We've literally only done this nine months. I know. I've, I've dipped in a little bit and listened a little bit. Thank you. Huh? Thank curiosity. you. What'd you listen to? I listened like when you guys first started. Just because oh, I was curious. Oh, those are bad. But no, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Well, I travel so much during baseball season that you have to. Like, and there's not many times, to be honest, there's not many times where, like, a podcast pops up and it's a friend. Like, there's somebody that yeah, I know. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't know what the fuck they're going to talk about, but okay, I'll listen. Because, like, I, I, I want your, I've heard Joe's. What, why, why do you, what, is he same? Or you... It's the same, but I think the, I think um, just to actually take it a little bit further, we wanted to do something than what most people are doing in podcasts. You right. can turn, you can put on a podcast, and I listen to them too. I, I listen to sports podcasts because I want to know what's going on in right. the city that I love, love sports in. Um, true crime. Love it. Um, love it. You know, history things. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's that's what everybody does now, and that's what everybody wants, right? Right. So we're like, no, we want to do something funny. We want to like, yeah, I can you know hear something, but it's tr- cool. Yeah, I'm gonna tell I mean, you guys, you guys killed thirty minutes for me, and I think any podcast. I'm not just saying it to you guys. You guys killed thirty. I remember like I was like in a hotel hungover in Minnesota, and I was like, my wife's gonna hate me. I'm gonna come home bloated, so I like wouldn't work <laughs> because well, it's part of my life. I'm just being honest with you guys. So I get on like I get on an elliptical and I'm like I'm gonna throw up, you know. Like, like, and I'm like I gotta. Li-. So I, you know, I put it on and before I know it, I got through 30 minutes. I, it was mindless, but it was like it was better than like I. I, I ask this because um, I think podcasts have taken over a part of. I'll listen to podcasts before I watch TV now. I, I me too. You know? I, music, same thing for me. I'll yeah. actually do more podcasts and I'll listen to music. Yeah. Right. Like at work, I'll listen. Yeah. To kind of piggyback on what he said, like, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I actually like long form podcasts. So do I. Rotating topics. People just kind of bullshit. Yes. My favorite one, but the one I probably listen to the most is the Joe Rogan one. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, his because is he has top-notch. fighters, scientists, yes. politicians, everything. Acad- he has. You everything. never know what you're going to get. Drug use, comedians. Right. It's rotating. Yes. And that's what he and I don't have a theme. You don't have, don't ever have one. We don't have one. I don't think we're ever going. You know to. why? You know why it's cool? Why, from my, in my opinion, it's that, um, and it, it's part of aging. But it's part of when I listen to you guys, I'm like, I'm sitting around, and this is what we try to do on our podcast. It's just two guys sitting around a bar having a conversation. That is right. Exa- that is exactly. And what when do we you have the coolest? Con- when do you have the coolest conversations with the most random people about the most random things? Is sitting around a bar just yep. bullshitting, like just letting it out, and you being able to walk away and being like, all right. I may have like st- stepped like we. I had a moment like this past weekend with Matt Underwood and somebody else that works um, for the Cleveland Indians, and like we have a group that obviously we all work together. We all go out all the time, and we'd gone like four months without drinking together. So it was like catch big up deal. Time. Get yeah. together, yeah. And we sat around, and like I'll never forget. My wife was like, "So what'd you guys do last night?" And I was like, "We talked about everything from why that motherfucker stepped on the line for that three pointer." To do you believe in God? To you know, like, like why are those you know, like what great you know? 
But like those are the best conversations, right? I, he and I actually have done podcasts where the plan was to talk about this topic. Yeah. And then we start going, and then we don't even we don't even talk about it. We, right. We never even get to it. No, and that's good. Uh, though. I mean, because we I mean we've had podcasts where we've talked about uh, my horrible inability to date in college. Yeah. Uh, people who are not. I'm gonna sh- dig into that in a second. <laughs> let's it's not it's, no let's. let's i mean we're running out of time <laughs> now there's some kid that needs to hear this um well that's kind of how my, like it's funny and like it's not about me but my po- i got a podcast called a to z podcast and it's with zach jackson yeah. who's from like we both were younger and we worked for the browns at the time before eggman genie fucked me over um <laughs> genie. we got but, a post about him so yeah so zach so zach jackson literally comes up to me because he's rob adams's best friend yeah you know? I didn't know who he was, and he came up to me in the Browns, like when I got hired to be the Browns sideline guy. He put his hand out, and he goes, hey, I'm Zach Jackson. I watched your whole high school football career. I'm best friends with Rob Adamson, and it, like, scared me. And I was like, uh. He was like, tonight you die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, (laughs) Like, okay. And literally, we were out in um, Baltimore, and we were out with a bunch of his buddies. You remember the Manchester A's? Yeah. Kevin Dunn. One of their best friends is Kevin Dunn's son, okay. Ian. That's where you like Bobby you, Boo. That's Bobby, where you met Bobby right. Boo. Yeah. yeah, and um, literally his friend Ian, who we call the Devil now, and he's got kids at St. V because that's just how life works. He married a St. V girl because that's just how life works. Um, we call him the Devil because that's how life works. And he was like, <laughs> literally, like you know, you guys know when you're in your mid twenties and everybody's at a bar and everybody's like trying to chase girls and everything else. Not that we weren't you know like that because I don't want to sound that different um but we just sat there <laughs> but they were making fun of us because zach and i sat there and we drank our beers and we just literally just talk shit like you know back and forth and and ian comes back and he's like you fucking guys i won't use the word because that's i know i know what you, you know the word yeah. you got 90s it. yeah, yeah it the, 90s you can say the 90s it early 2000s and he's like, i know what he's he said. goes hey can you break up a to fucking z and have some fucking fun <laughs> <A to> f- <laughs> nice. and literally that's what it is a to, that's, that's what great. Our, and so I, I like hearing other people's stories of how it comes together because that's kind of how ours came together obviously we got a sports slant because we've worked in sports yeah but it became from all of our friends you know people that we hang out with always like you two just go into your own world and go into all these conversations and so we made a podcast, and I guess I got to tell this. This is the best part to me, and this tells you how the business works. Um, at the time, he was working at Browns. Like, when he left Browns.com, he worked for Fox. And I got to be careful how I tell this because my checks say Fox. And I got, <laughs> and I got kids to feed. Um, <laughs> so we're like, and this is literally, this 2019. This is literally 12, eight years ago, nine years ago. Podcasts weren't podcasts that yet. Yeah, and no, no, you know, and like I was still like I'm, I'm a radio guy still, and radio and like, and we said like, hey, we want to do a podcast, um, you know, and and we work, we both work for Fox, I work for for Clear Channel, iHeart, and our bosses literally like chuckled at us. They're like, just keep doing your job, kid. Right, and we're like, no, we want to do a podcast, and we'll. Put it like we weren't asking for money. We weren't asking yeah, for we'll it. do it ourselves. Like we literally were like, "Hey, we like having a good time talking sports. Can we put it up on your? Can we put it up on your page?" He writes for Fox. Andre works for Fox. And we went through all this stuff, and like they kind of let us do it, but they didn't. Like the first time they, we showed up at Fox, they made us wear suits, and they wanted to record it, and they wanted us to put like they wanted us to like it wanted to be like a TV show to put on the net and mm-hmm. like and like and we were like no this isn't what we want they're like okay you guys gotta talk about the reds now you got and we're like no 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 that's not what yeah. we want to do right so long story short they fired Zach 
Um, <laughs> and, and my job changed or whatever else. And Zach and I was both like, well, we still want to do this. And we built up our own little cult following. Um, and like six months ago, this is the best part about my podcast, in my view. We've had our own golf outing. It was shitty. But we got T-shirts. We got T-shirts. It okay. worked, though. It worked. It worked. I would have gone just for the T-shirt. Yeah, right. If we do it again, we'll put it together. We had to put our, both of ours together. Right oh, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. People showed up, but for it was sure. like, it was a drunk fest. We'll like, break it, the drunk It literally was Those like. Those are the best guys. Yeah, oh, I know. Like, I literally showed up and was like, hey, we really are going through with this? Because you see who your fans are. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. So I can't wait till April 6th, 7 o'clock. It's going to be a. What mutants are going to show up at ours? So literally at the end of baseball season. I get a call from my radio boss because iHeart finally is down with podcast. He gets a call because now he works for The Athletic where he writes. And literally within 24 hours, this happens. Because, and we're not the most popular podcast. We're still figuring it out. We get local people to kind of sponsor us. We don't even care. It's like you guys. Mm-hmm. We just like hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. yeah. We just like talking. Like, it's a, it's a great way Slow to Slow growth, vent. have a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. We're not looking for the pinnacle. Like, we just like it where we're at. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Somebody wants to pay us A to Z podcast. You can email me at Andre at WTAM.com. Uh, I, I, I'm all for it. Like, you know, I'll, I like to drink beer. I drive a Chevy car, but I'll drive a Ford if you'd like me to. If you have Lamborghinis, sure. I like to drink beer. I can drink, do that too. Um, but the whole point was, so like literally like six, weeks, like six months ago, right after whatever base, it don't matter when it was, I get a call from my radio boss. And he's like, hey, iHeartMedia is starting their own podcast page. What do you think about your podcast going on there? He gets a call from his boss at, at, at The Athletic. And they're like, hey, your podcast has got a great following. Would you? And like, we're both like, no. Good. Like, without even talking to no, each no, other. No, no, no. Like, yeah. literally, like, we're on you different both, phone you calls. You both knew the answer. Yeah, we were like, no, we kind of own this. Yeah. yeah. We're, gonna, we're, we're our gonna, own bosses Right. Here. We're going to yeah. own this. The way. I was like, I don't want anybody telling us what to talk about or what to do. And, like, it's cool. But it sucks that it's taking it's taking this long for that many people to catch up. So my point is, keep fucking doing what you're doing, and don't let. Well, you know, what, it's funny. So, uh, so uh, there was it was a couple of years ago, probably actually around the same time that all this was going on, where Howard Stern, obviously yeah, huge on radio for sure, was talking about. He got an argument with uh, not an argument like live, but someone who has a podcast said something about him. He responded, and he goes on this rant on his serious radio show about. Podcast, you're podcast, fine. Have a podcast. Pause no. for one second. Sure. I got to do something. Remember what you're saying. All right. Hey, Dad, I'm still doing the podcast with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you all right? Throw everything okay? All right. Yeah. We're having a father-son moment right okay. now. All right, I'll call you when we get done. I'm telling everybody on the podcast, you're the reason why I'm doing this. <laughs> all right, I'll talk to you a little later, Dad. All right. That was awesome. But I, had, I was I was still I, uncomfortable, like when I was. Yeah, <laughs> Joe got scared. Joe, Joe, I was still uncomfortable, like when Joe I was like good. I got to tell you, Mr. Knight. Hey, yeah, sorry, I got to tell, tell, tell you, on his birthday last night when I, I was like, "Hey, guess what I'm doing tomorrow?" And I told him, he's like, "Oh, that's gonna be awesome." <laughs> the scary thing is, my dad's kind of figured out Instagram, and he's kind of figured out like podcasts, oh, kinda. And the first time he listened, he was like, "You got a hell of a mouth on you." <laughs> 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 Joe, I took till I was four. You realize my dad? My dad was sort of like, he can say fuck. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Yeah, all right, continue. No, yeah. it's funny you were talking about that because the uh, Howard Stern actually got in an argument with somebody who had a podcast, and the, the guy was bashing on Howard about whatever. Said it was the radio stuff was kind of getting played out. Whatever right. podcast of future, and Howard Stern was on this rant about podcasting. Whatever, I'm going to on radio and have a career. Fast forward right. a couple years. What does uh, Barack Obama do? Right. He goes on Mark Maron's yes. podcast. Right, like that. That's it's people that kind of have the. 
I'm not saying Patrick and I had the foresight that we're literally <laughs> 15 years behind everybody, but it's it's it, it's kind of that. It's and I to hear you say that like when someone approached you like how would you like no oh, this oh, is ours now right we already asked you about this yeah and, and I, I love I like radio that. I like that. and like the thing is I'll be honest in a nerdy way I like AM radio I like talk radio yeah, I like this is, like I'm a conversationalist yep. I like having conversations but the best thing about this is there's no boundaries there's no like the biggest thing for me is in my regular job like I get like an email every once in a while of hey <laughs> you know I, there's certain things like you know like, you know like hey we know that thing's successful but be careful saying fuck. <laughs> And I'm like, you don't pay me. But, like, I know there's certain things to say. And I, like, I, this is when I knew I got good at my job. When they were just like, hey, we'll just buy the podcast. Like, right. get yeah. rid of it. You're going to get us. And I'm like, no, this is fun. Like, I brought Terry Francona on the uh, the uh, the Cavs had one. Like, the God, I can't remember the name of it right now. People know. And, like, for, like, six weeks, Terry Francona called it pod shit. He's like, so what's that pod shit you're doing? Because he, like, he said it didn't fit. He was like, what's that pod shit thing you're doing? And I was like, hey, the guys at the Cavs, they want me to bring you on. And he's like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, well, you just sit around and you talk and you bullshit. And I go, but they're from Arizona. You're from Arizona. That's the one thing. If anybody's listening to this podcast, if you want to know something about the Indians that you probably didn't know, Terry Francona is the biggest basketball fan of all time. He has oh, yeah? six season tickets in Arizona. He, he went to Arizona. He loves hoops. The first conversation I had with him before I had my job was he was like, hey, how do you think they bet make, they make the lines for fucking preseason basketball? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've talked Browns, you've talked yes. Indians. How in ingrained on, in basketball are you? I still, I love the game. I hate everything that comes around. I agree. So let me ask this. But you know that. You I, know. I, oh, I know you. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I know you've always loved right, baseball right. and football yeah, yeah. Above, above all us, but... I also know that you are still at the Cavs games. I know yes, you pay attention. Yes, I still go. So this is an argument that I've had for years, okay. especially in this last I got to tell year. you, I did go to a game this year, and I'm admitting this. I went to a Sacramento Kings game. I was in the fifth row, and I wanted to see Sacramento because I like the pace they play with. Mm -hmm. They go up and down. They don't be day defense, but no, they no, go no. up and down. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah, I literally really sat through two and a half hours, great seats, drank, and I couldn't tell you anything that happened in the game. <laughs> it's the first. But, Joe, you know, like it, was, like, it just didn't grab me. Like, I was just kind of like, I eh. get it. I, I get but it. But the NBA is so much more of a spectacle as a right. game anymore. And that made me sick. I and got this kind of like, yeah. This is kind of where my, my question comes okay. from because a lot of what I'm going to ask is kind of the way that – take the NBA aspect out yeah. of it. Take the player – just consider this. Westbrook or Harden? Westbrook all day. Thank you. Right? He does fucking everything. God, fuck you, but, Jeff Byrne. But, okay, but why, okay, <laughs> but Jeff, all right, but let me ask you this. Why don't we – and he's not the perfect player. No, 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 no. But why don't we respect what he's going out and I doing? I have no idea. He's doing something that in our lifetime we've never seen. He is the godsend of point guards. Yes. Scores, assists, rebounds, rebounds steals, blocks, right. defends his ass, ass off. off. Do you he know that, puts so much emphasis on defense. I'm glad you brought – you know the other thing he's doing right now? He's matured enough that he's letting Paul George be the yes. leading scorer. And I don't hear anybody naturally talk about that. I'm like, no. if you really watch him play – He's matured to realize, like, you know what, Paul? You go score 30. I'll do everything else. Yeah. My, I'll you know, score 18, 10, 10 12, eight, and like, 6. He had three games of, like, 20, 15, and 15. It's not even, like, he 10. He had a season where he averaged a triple-double. He's about to do it three seasons in a row. God. Well, yeah, right. well, our podcast, we did this a year and a half ago on our podcast. And I'm going to say this, and you guys got to talk because I got a small bladder. Sure. <laughs> that means I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But think about this, and this is fun to do. 
Russell Westbrook may be the best American athlete we have. Name me a sport he couldn't like just annihilate. Oh, I, you can put him in soccer, baseball, but any sport. I think I, I think you put him in a fighting ring. I think he'd be they, fucking he'd amazing. kill people. He would murder people. Six three, six four, like with his arm, like he literally might his be one of the best. Is off the charts. Right. All right, as a radio professional. I'm going to say well, right I now. I wouldn't say we're professionals. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, me, he me, is. You. Okay, okay. Sorry. My bad. My yeah, bad. You're good. You're good. This is right now a great time to talk about your Facebook page and where you guys are going to be on April 6th, and I'll be right back. All, All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> bravo. Bravo. <laughs> Just keep in mind, Andre is still in his seat. <laughs> he is not running upstairs to piss. <laughs> okay, so I know we're, uh, we're getting down to the end here. So I know you wanted to ask about something else. Do you want to ask? I, I did, yeah. So one of the things, uh, looking at like like your podcast topics, seeing you as far as uh, like uh, uh, whatever, television, online, uh, interviews, everything like that, you're incredibly sports-oriented, which I know for your line of work may sound strange to be like, hey, you're sports-oriented, but nowadays it's not that anymore. No. It's, it's, you got to be everything. When you look at... Uh, so when you when we talk about like things like ESPN or uh, sport anything like that, the, the viewership is down because mm-hmm. I think the speculation and I kind they of got agree, in their own way. It, it's it's they're getting away from the sports and they're getting it into like the. I, yeah. I don't want to even talk it's about poli- the, it's not politics, but it is politics. It's, it's entertainment. Right. It, it, it's more they're getting more into the uh, the the. Almost like the rumor gossipy bullshit. TMZ, well, think about it. When we grew up. TMZ is actually the great, that, yeah. that, that's the best way to play. Well, think about it. When that's we, what it is. This is how I see it. When we grew up, National Enquirer's and what other, mag- like they put those magazines. It's a joke. Yeah, but they put those magazines, look where they put them in grocery stores mm-hmm. or, or at Target. Like they put them as you walk out and as you're in line and they put like the most bombastic, like they put like the craziest line, like, op- like ever to grab your attention. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, that was when we were growing up. You only saw those as you were leaving the grocery store, and like your mom would like kind of glance at it and be like, "No, if you brought it home, your da- their, your dad would mock them." For yeah, bringing of course, it home. <laughs> it's a joke, right? But now TMZ breaks when Michael That's Jackson what it does, is. That's and that what it and is. The TMZ is that. And now you have kids growing up that think that's that's how you made it. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. like I've seen it in locker rooms. Like I see it, like, like I see it where guys, like you know, like ages of guys. Like I'll never forget Mike Napoli. One of the greatest guys ever. You guys got to bring me back for another podcast so I can talk about different Love to. Different. You can come love on to. whenever. I would Whether, love to. I will. Yeah, I will. I sure. definitely will. And I remember him saying, like, I, he was, like, taking early batting practice. He was just, like, out looking at cheerleaders because that's what he did. He's a man's man. And, um, <laughs> and he was, like. And he, Gross. I, and he was, like, yeah, yeah. Into it. But he was, like, I remember saying, hey, where's your teammates? He was, like, oh, they're probably in their fucking phones back in the clubhouse. He goes, you know how those kids are. And literally, that's what was happening. And, like, I'm, like. You get to play pro sports. Go play on the field. Yeah, Go yeah, out there and yeah. enjoy it. That's so. It, it, I asked it because uh, I, there was a quote. Out, it was recently. I think it was the last two weeks. Uh, it may have been Kevin Durant. I don't want to get it wrong because I'm sure Kevin Durant. I want to ask thing. you about Kevin Durant. Good. So, but he said something like, "Media has broken up more teams than players have, sure. and it's because of like it's 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 the uh, the the pardon the interruption. I'm not right. I'm not dogging these no, shows. No, no, no. Pardon the interruption. Like, I like the rest. I, of them I do. I, some of them yeah. I do like, but like the pardon the interruptions. The, uh, the, the Skip Bayless just, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I hate yeah, that stuff. They're ridiculous. It, it, it's it's gossip. It, it you talk stats, matchups, yeah. coverages, things like that. I go out of my way not to do that. Yeah, shit. but I mean it's 
but, but it, I got it's, it. It's noticeable. I, got it. I think that's Thank why. You. I think that's and that's why a lot of people that when they found out that you were going to be on, they like you so much because it's it, it's it's almost a throwback to when, like you remember. When when we were kids, and you're gonna notice too because we're in the same age bracket. The Sports Center every single morning, oh. thirty minutes, and it would repeat again. Yeah, you love seeing the highlights. Stuart right. Scott, the awesome stuff. Only right. talk sports, Joe. All That's I, not a thing anymore. All I want to do, and this sounds corny, but all I want to do is I want to tell stories for the grandma that lives in Rocky River. Yeah, I want her to know why Jose Ramirez, why you should like Jose Ramirez, why I'm gonna tell you enough of his story that you're pulling for him. Um, I want the kid that was me, that was you, that was all of us, to know why. Like, I did a thing with Francisco Lindor a couple years ago because he's a switch hitter, and his swings are exactly the same for both sides. Anyone that's ever tried to swing for both sides knows that's really freaking hard. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, I was like, but that's the example right there. Right. You actually analyze someone's swing that's a switch hitter. Right. That is not, you know what, another, like, what, what uh, a larger, maybe, uh, outlet, whatever would do, would say, this is why he shouldn't do this from the left side. He's ruining his game. Right. It, it, it's the it's the gossipy. It's the it's the sensationalize the sense. Kids, say the well, word for me, please. Sensationalization. Oh, very good. Oh, that wasn't it. I was thinking example. Okay. Ah. <laughs> That's another. Tough but, one what for I, you. what I mean is like it's you guys are talking actual sports and the things that affect it. Sure, you can be critical, but you're critical by saying like what they saw was this. Maybe this could have helped. Right. But it's 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 the the, the pardon the interruption the Skip Bayless stuff. Yeah. That's the stuff that unfortunately is taking over the right. airwaves, and I think that's why people are no longer listening. I agree. It's a microwave society. Everybody wants to everybody wants something really quick. Yeah. Everybody wants a quick thing to run with, and it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. Like the actor that lied about getting jumped. Like I think it's a perfect example. He's, I can't wait to do a podcast yeah. on him. <laughs> what a dumb what a dumbass, by the way. But I think he plays into our society of look how many people jumped one side or one way and like thought they had the whole story figured out. And and now and then the other thing is is we have so much quote unquote pride that it's hard for people to admit that they're wrong. Everyone's back right now. Like think about that. Like if if I don't know a story or know what really happened or if, when I find like it's nothing wrong with saying you know what my bad I, I don't know I don't know. And, you know what? And, and in that situation, it's funny you bring that up because he and I really we're we're gonna do a podcast on that. We have to just because it, it's not it's in our a, society. It's not in a bashing way on him. He's a wank. He's a sociopath. Whatever. Yeah. But it's more of a indictment of. Why people reacted poorly the second time around. I understand why everyone said this Originally, is terrible. This yeah, is terrible. Yeah, right. When I heard that story, I was like, fuck, that's yeah, horrible. But why people can't come back and be like, you know what? We got it wrong. Right. Unfortunately, they didn't have to be like, There's nothing wrong with all that. they had to say was, we jumped on this because you know what? This is a terrible right, thing. And we right. wanted to make sure we're supporting people. Well, let me but, ask you, what, happened, what goes on in the mind of someone to do that, though? Because oh, like, like, we easy. make a lot of jokes and we can talk for a lot of time. Sure. And we know the basis. Of, I think all of us were raised in a very grounded base. But imagine not growing up in that type of base and thinking what he's been accused of was like okay to do. Like, I, how, I where think, the fuck does that come I from? Th- I think he thought that he could do. He could use the kind of things that we've kind of bagged on for today. sure. We he he said I can use social media for sure. I can use a narrative that is popular, which is yes. he can just jump on the Trump stuff. Right. Hey, I'm not a big Trump fan at all. I don't think Patrick is at nope. all. I'm guessing no you're not either. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is, he took he the, the the saddest thing is he took a narrative that is a real narrative. You know, he took a a hate crime, uh, crime against gays, crime yes. against blacks, 
and he worked it to his advantage because he wanted a fucking raise. That is someone. Right. I'm not even. I don't even think it's a mental illness. That that that's just a someone who want who is. It's a tension. Like it's a tension. It's a tension whore. Right, but it plays into the whole social media to me. And I don't like because you're saying everything right, right. But it plays into I'm gonna build attention and I'm gonna make you give me a raise because people are gonna feel bad for me. The reason that like, I think that it was only because of attention and all that kind of stuff. The uh, the interview he did um, was at ABC. I think I'm the gay Tupac or yeah, whatever he that, did. Yeah, Robin Robin. Fuck, yeah. I am so glad you said uh, that yeah, because like, he said that. Yeah. He said I am the gay Tupac. He was trying to brand himself. Yes, he yes. was trying to brand himself as a uh, an activist. I was like, you know what? It's not hard to be an activist. Go out there and help people. Right, go help people. You don't got to tell people. You don't got to make shit no. up. There's plenty of I, bad shit going right. on out there. But it's sad that like this becomes that becomes our commentary and like what like is that story more important? Than what's going on really around her, because there are a lot of good people in our country. And I I've, and I've worked. I couldn't agree more. There are good people, but how much do we even discuss that? Never. Not enough. Not enough. I, at all. I, I think that people give the narrative that that America is a bad place, a racist place, a hateful place, because that's the stuff that gets play and traction. People will listen to. Stop having. I, I had bleeds, five. I've been in newsrooms. If it bleeds, it leads. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. literally and like you would a, know better than anybody. I had five interactions with strangers today that were fucking amazing. Right. People I don't know who were just, I mean, simple stuff that, yes. that, that me and Patrick have always kind of joked around about. You're in the same boat oh, as yeah. we are. Well, like, driving here, I flipped off three people for cutting off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's different. Well, they're probably driving. Trump supporters, yeah. so it's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, like simple stuff. Like, like he and I just get, he and I get a huge charge, and I'm sure you do too. And I know you do, because for some fucking reason, I saw this tweet uh -oh. about rude people when you're traveling. Oh, my God. Yes, On right? planes? Yes. Like, what is wrong with yeah. the people? Have they forgot, like, all house training? Like, like, you get yeah. on a plane, and people, like, stand up, and they're, like, standing up right over you. And you're like, uh... You know, you're three steps seats behind yeah. me. Or how about when I was just on a, I was just on a, I'm so glad you brought this because I want to kill people. On this. I love that I saw yeah. it. And I'm oh, on Twitter. I saw it. I don't oh, know how. Dude. <laughs> so, like, they were, like, they say over there, like, we, our flight had been, our connection, and, like, remember when it was really cold a couple weeks ago? The, the, we were going to the Bahamas. We had already set it up. And, like, there was a couple, we were in Charlotte, and they were like, hey, if you have another flight to get to, can we let those people get off first? You would be amazed how many assholes would not let them like they have oh, a connecting really? oh, I, like they have a connecting flight. Get out of the way. That's and like, fucked. And like to the me, the whole world stops when you have something else to do right? on a flight. But I see these people do this, and like, and I'll be honest, Joe, because I fly with a professional team six months out of the year, I'm a bad traveler because we don't follow all the rules. We don't have to follow the rules. So when I'm on a regular flight, I like now because my <laughs> wife has put me in my place. Of like, <laughs> I'll admit, my wife is like, hey, asshole, uh, this isn't how it goes for everybody else. Sit down. So like now I don't really take it in. Like, and like, I'm like, look at people. Like, like the plane like hits the ground and people are like standing up right over you. They're opening up their bins. And it's like, you're not gonna really I get anywhere before anybody else, and it's yeah. rude. Yeah, so rude. And yep. people, yeah, well, that's what I mean. That is what it is. It's it's so. it's it's funny that just because he and I talk about that a lot. Actually, I know he has actually a couple actual sports questions. Yeah. To ask. Oh, okay. So, so um, you've been writing down stuff the whole time. God, yeah, man. man. I got, I got notes. I got you a page of notes. Ahead, man, you good. You good. Um, Go ahead, man. So um, we'll be professional. We won't tell everybody. <laughs> so uh, we're we're. I want to wind this up, and okay. I'm, I got a couple questions here, thing. and uh, hopefully you can ask answer. Well, the best thing is before we did this, Joe like sent me a message, and he was like, "Hey," uh, and it plays into why podcasts are great. 
He's like, is there anything you want to talk about or anything you don't want to talk about? I was like, no, man. I go, I'm an open book. <laughs> right. I like, if I don't want to answer something, I know how to tap dance. It, the first thing I have down here is interesting to me because we were talking about your podcast in particular. The whole Trevor Bauer situation <laughs> and the arbitration yeah. and what he said on that podcast about what his value was yeah. and then what he approached the Indians with mm -hmm. what his value should have been at the end right. of the year. Like, how does... How is that going to change how athletes approach people when it comes to podcasts and open media? Oh, um, it's going to change tremendously. By the way, I'm not going to break news on here, but I'll break news. When I get back to Arizona later on this week, um, I think we're going to start a new podcast called The Trev and Clev Show with me and Trevor Bauer and Mike Clevenger. Really? Yeah. Um, Trevor Bauer is a... I got to be... I can't be... Like, I'm not going to lie. Like... He's a different individual. Mm -hmm. um, I think all of us grew up having really close friends, like people to play catch with. He didn't. Um, he's just, he was a nerd. He was a, he's a kid that didn't really have a lot of friends. He's a kid that, and remember this when we stop talking, because I'm going to say, I'll say more often okay. here. Um, I don't, he's not a bad person. I know him personally. Mm -hmm. I know I could text Trevor right now. I like I could tell Trevor like one of the first things he gave money to last year was to my wife's when he knew what my wife did. He was like, "Hey, I'm giving four hundred and twenty dollars away, you know, once a week." And I'm like, "And your wife's business, one of the ones that I give to." The problem Trevor Bauer has is that, you know, Joe and I could tell all these crazy stories when we were 12, 13, 11, you know, on teams and teammates and, and where we played, and Trevor's just never has been accepted. And my wife who's strong in the community that she's in. I last year, I went out of my way and I went and hung out with Trevor where he works out. And Trevor said to me, he's like, why do you want to do something on me? And I said to him, I go, because you're not the normal athlete and you need a, we need a voice for that. You're a nerd. You admit that you're a nerd. And I go, there's some nerd at home that needs to hear your story yeah, yeah. of being picked on and being bullied, but you still can make it. I go, you scientifically go about things. Now in saying that he doesn't understand being around dumb jocks either. Like he, it's hard. He has a hard, it's hard for him to connect mm -hmm. like with, with everybody because he doesn't understand boundaries is a good word that I'll use. Um, but he's not a bad person. It's not an uncommon thing. No, he just happens to figure it out and became a, a major league baseball right. pitcher that could throw 95 miles an hour. If he didn't do that, he'd be an astronaut. Like, you know, like he, yeah. like yeah. he wouldn't, he doesn't need baseball. But because he's here, he's going to do baseball his way. Um, I hate that he gets, trust me, and I'll show you guys. When he does stupid shit, I text Trevor and say, that's stupid as fuck. <laughs> and Trevor will say, that's just because people don't get me. Or that's because, but that that's the, like, I can be honest with him. And I'll be like, you're going too far. Mm -hmm. He doesn't mean it. He just didn't grow up like the rest of us is what I would say. Um, I, I think that's interesting because I can't imagine that it doesn't have some kind of impact about the way athletes start to approach the way they do things in podcasts. Because oh, yeah. I think well, Trevor's changing the game. I'm gonna tell, let me tell you a quick story. When I was in Arizona just a couple days ago, mm -hmm. Francisco Lindor is the closest thing to LeBron James. I've, I was around LeBron a little bit at 17, 18, 19. I've been around Frankie at the same ages. And I don't want to scare Cleveland fans with this. They just get it. Like, you know, like they get things that like, yeah, on the court, on the field, they're unbelievable. Bless you. But like they get life. And mm -hmm. Frankie said to me the other day, I was doing an interview with Trevor. I was getting ready to do an interview with Trevor. And Trevor's 
like people just don't jump up to be best friends with Trevor because they know it comes with getting thrown in all the other shit he gets involved <laughs> with. And Frankie said to me, he goes, he's a weird motherfucker, but he's smart as shit and he knows what he's doing. <laughs> That's all you need to know about Trevor Bauer. Frankie said to me, he's like, he's like, he's crazy. He goes, but he's smart as shit. He goes, he knows how to sell himself. He knows how he gets the game. So to answer your question, when your best player is on board, you're good. Yep. Um, and I know Major League Baseball has been doing it for 25 years now. What do you? What do you? What's your personal thoughts on interleague play? Just fucking just kill it. I hate it. I hate it. It was it was fun at first, but like now, like all right, here's the here's how I changed baseball quickly. Because I love baseball. Mm-hmm. And I get how some people are like, game's too long, it's boring. Like, kids want everything now. I get that. Make everybody DH. Oh, you, get, you just took my next question. Quit letting pitchers hit. I'm on the opposite side of the fence on that one, by oh, the way. Oh, you want everybody to DH? Everybody <laughs> to like, Well, just do it one Have way. Have the pitchers hit. Like, in 2000, <laughs> but like, in this day and age, like, what are we really doing? Yeah. Like, let everybody, like, just get it over with. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. Um, stop trying to change and make people happy. Baseball's baseball. Yeah. Like, I, like, baseball's trying to change every... Like, they're like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to put a guy on second and sit in the 10th inning. No, baseball's baseball. Yeah. And, like, like in our age bracket, you're not going to go to every single game, but you respect the game enough. Like, every ballpark, the Indians are... And I can say this, the Indians are like, they're putting bars out in right field. And yeah, it's, it's cool. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It feels like you're in college. It looks feel like you're in college out there. Well, you know what it is I, I, for, for me? You know, okay. I, I'm not a huge baseball right. fan. I love the baseball atmosphere, though. Right. I it's, love a nice, a nice day summer going day, out there, buy night. a right. $9 ticket, watch right. a baseball Absolutely. game. In the, and I love that I actually have that out there where I can just go out there and just kind of hang out and just it's perfect. drink. It's perfect. I think it's perfect. it's perfect. It actually attracts people like me who are more casual yes. fans. Well, Colorado, I, mean, I can tell you, some of the ballparks that are doing it right, like Colorado basically does their whole upper deck. is ba- like a Budweiser roof. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... Oh, San Francisco? You been to San Francisco? Oh, San Fr- they got all the food trucks out in San Francisco. Dude, San Francisco, they don't even have to have a game there I would hang right. out in San Francisco <laughs> oh, that's so, Isn't it so beautiful? It, it's amazing. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's amazing. It really is. I, so my thing, and I say this to Major League Baseball, stop trying to make everybody happy and just be who you are. Yeah. Agreed. Like, like it's what you are. Re- uh, my, <laughs> again, casual fan, I still my favorite place to go ever is Wrigley. Oh, yeah. Wrigley still, I'm like, if I was... They actually feel like the ones who are just like, deal with it, like it, or right. don't. This is what our park is. Yeah. Come hang out. Here's your hot dog that's smashing this tinfoil. Hope <laughs> right. you like it. And you know right. what? It's fucking delicious. Yeah. And hey, we don't have a jumbo. No, they do. Nope. Like, you're like, but you're like, but yes, they are, I like that. They that's, are, they, they're like in 1985. Yes. Still. And, and it's and cool I though. I love it. You know what? The white, the, the Cubs were my favorite until they beat us in the World Series. I thought you were going to say the white man. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Like, not, not yet. We're, hey, right, we're going to end this podcast with my text messages when we all started hours ago. Uh, what uh, Indians over or under 90 wins this year? In Vegas currently, as you ask this question, they're favored to win every game in the AL Central. They'll win 93 games. Really? 93? Yeah. They, they're different, but they're going to be fine. All right, let me ask you this. So that's what Vegas says, yeah. over or under 95? 93. 90, so you're sticking with the line. It's like a 93. Right. They're going to, I you know don't what, like, let, we got to mark this down and make yeah, sure we track yeah. this. I'll come back. No, that's what I mean. I like this. I think well, I, it's going to be on, on yeah, the air. I mean, and try, <laughs> hey, Joe, I'm going to tell you something. The assholes that listen when they see my name, they'll remind me of this thing <laughs> called social media. Like in July, they'll be like, hey, dickhead, you said 93 wins. They're at 45. How ah! dumb are you? <laughs> um, any surprises out of the NL or AL this year? Who do, you, who do you like that nobody's talking about? Good question. 
I think this is going to be controversial. I think Washington is going to be better without Bryce Harper. I, I think that's entirely possible, by the way. I think – go ahead, yeah. And this is, again, not knowing – I think this is almost the Carmelo Anthony effect. Exactly. It, Just it, because Carmelo Anthony is an amazing basketball player, yes. you will never win a title. But nobody wants Carmelo Anthony. Tracy McGrady, same thing. How about Chris Paul? I want to talk. I want, I want, really you got to do a basketball because Chris we do Paul, have to we do, gotta do a basketball because yeah, I love taking basketball. No, because we Chris do. Chris Paul is a very good point guard, but he's not a winner. No, he's not. And he has all the answers, but he's not a winner. Why the, is? How does that happen? He, as there a point is guard? something about Chris Paul. Yes, and I don't know what it is. I think a lot the, of it's the combinations. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Chris Paul and Carmelo Correct. can't win. Can't win. But I think again, I think a lot of that falls on Carmelo. I'm not to hijack your shit. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You no, just hijacked it, you motherfucker. Okay, well, that's both of you guys. <laughs> why don't you go take a piss? <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I mean, but but to, to me, the, the the Bryce Harper thing is similar to the Carmelo Anthony, I Tracy agree. McGrady thing. Oh. I, I think they're incredible yes. scorers. I think you throw like, Harden in Har- there, too. Yeah, Harden is. Harden's in there. You can't win the way they play. Nah. Like, And I don't even like, and I got to be honest with you, I don't even like, I will say this. You get caught up with him scoring 30 every night for as long, and that's over now. But I don't like watching him play. It's no. not fun basketball to watch. Like, I Harden just t- travels once. If he if he shoots, also, one, he shoots. Oh, wait. There are a lot, plenty of guys in the NBA that can score that many points. By I just had a fight with somebody. I was, like, if, I was like, if Kobe Bryant got the chance to play like Harden is, he would have averaged 50. The bullshit fouls that he gets, oh, whatever. We, we do have maybe yeah, a no, no, seriously, because I, I could go the whole NBA. Like, yeah, I could. Like, there's so many things about the That's NBA. That's why I throw out the Westbrook Harden thing because oh. everyone always says, "Oh, Harden, he's great." I'm like, no, fuck you, fuck you. Don't know what? how basketball if works. If it's normal basketball, yes. take the NBA rules out. Westbrook, Westbrook every single time. It, this day. is hilarious to me because I have worked. How long have we worked at our current job together? Three years, about three. Okay, years. three years ish. Very closely with him. I haven't heard him say shit about, about basketball. He knows who. He gets on this podcast with you. He doesn't stop talking. He knows I, the it's game. It's actually, I'm, and then my mind is melting. A lot he of knows. it is like I don't have a lot of people to talk to. And I'm, I'm not like uh, upset about it. A lot of people want to talk basketball. They don't. Well, most people but don't I, get it. I, I didn't even know you I do, watched I do it. know it. And like when I see when I see a talent like Westbrook, oh. anyone that, that – was just like, well, I mean, what's a good butt? I'm like, whatever no you're about to say, shut up. Yeah. He's the best point guard in the NBA, right. hands down. There's no butt. Because he does everything. Yes. Point guards should yes. do. Point guards aren't supposed to average 35 a game. No. They're supposed to do everything. Right. They're supposed the to make. so weird, man. Uh, the league is so All right, so you're giving us the Nationals out of the National League. I think the Nationals are going to be different because they got young talent, and I think there's a different pressure when you lose a guy like Bryce. All right, Bryce. what about the American League? Yankees are really it's <laughs> like a shock. Too much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't uh, break anything. Um, I think the White Sox are going to get better, better. That doesn't mean they're good because okay. they got young talent. I think the Indians are going to be better than what they what people think. Really? Only Expos? because I'm going to tell you why. How are the Expos? The Expo, be? I, dude, I wish they would come back. I me too. I, I miss saw the Expos. that. I love that. I love that. My like, favorite hat. Awesome. My favorite. The best everything. hat. They had the best hat. Is, is, I remember up. They had good teams. Do you too. like that one better? Oh, how about the old fucking Brewers? The old Brewers and I mean, I mean uh, Brewers, Milwaukee's old. one of my favorite cities. I don't know about you guys. Um, in my traveling, Chicago's one of my favorite cities. Okay. Milwaukee's in my top five. Be there. Milwaukee's in your top five. You know why? Milwaukee is Cleveland with a little bit of steroids. Oh, here's the, okay. And are it's you 45 about minutes ball- outside of Chicago. They got great the breweries. They got, no, the ballpark. Ballpark. Like, the, the, the Milwaukee's like, the ballpark is like kind of eh. away from everything. Yeah. yeah. But, and they, the but city's they do amazing. Tailgate. It's one of my best. Here, I'm going to tell a quick story. So we've only been to Milwaukee 
two times in the last five years. But Milwaukee is so Milwaukee that literally the four nights we were, three nights we were out last year in Milwaukee, every night we ran into Latrell Sprewell. Oh, what? really? Get that's the fuck why, out of here. That's why Milwaukee's this shit. <laughs> what? Yeah, he just hangs out at normal bars. Oh, is he still? Like, literally, is he still and it's still little... trail. He's still got his. He still got the same like same braids. Yeah, same braids. And literally, like by the third night, you're like, "Yo, Spree." He's like, "Yeah, I saw you last night." Like Milwaukee is like a start. Like, like I'm just telling you, Milwaukee, like, the other city that great I love, fucking city. And I'll great tell you city. what, Spreewell is to me. He's a lunatic. If he wasn't insane, he? yeah. But you need that a little bit, right? Kind of. Oh, he's too much. The, yeah, yeah, he was too much. He has too much, but a my goddamn, he when he reinvented himself yes. with the Knicks. Oh my god! Right, he was unbelievable. He oh was a defender god. and just went out and just even with even he was with a Minnesota, monster. even with Minnesota the year when they had Carnett and True. Steph when True. they were all like playing together. That was a team that on paper should have won a title. Yeah, they should have been in a Western Conference Garnett, Finals. Garnett, right? Pretty well. I and mean, they they, had they, other they, like uh, other like side pieces. Other city, and I love telling this. Um, I've been in Minnesota when it's cold. Fuck that city. No, it's worse. Minnesota in the summer. And just trust Uncle Andre on this. <laughs> you guys all got women, or you, you may not. You hit me up. <laughs> oh, let's talk after Minnesota, this. Minnesota when it's hot. They get like 90 days. And they fucking. They get like 90 <laughs> days. They do, and they take advantage of it's it. It's about really? an hour and it's a half. Good, <laughs> it's a good city. Everything and when it is cold, you can walk like a mouse inside like a trap and not go. Like I can literally leave our hotel and walk to the ballpark when I'm going outside, which is a little weird, but cool. (laughs) But cool. I'm telling you guys, Minnesota in the summer is one of the best places I've ever hung out. And I've been a lot of places. Minnesota is really fucking cool. You know why? Because they know that it's gonna be ten below for thirty days straight. So when they get a good day, they enjoy it. And they're like a metro like they get like they get like people from North Dakota, South Dakota, like you know, they get like a oh, whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and to those people, Minnesota is the big city. <laughs> <laughs> like to them. You weird fuckers. Yeah, they are weird as shit. And if you like tall blondes, we call I call them Amazons. They're like every girl's like five eleven, six foot blonde, and I'm always like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Can I get another brewski? <laughs> so I, I have my last question. It's probably obvious. Um, but I, I just wanted to say I'm fucking thrilled that you came on. Thank you. This Thank was you awesome. Everybody that Joe told, and I, and I started it off with this, talked about how fucking awesome you were. Clearly, you're a good dude. Thank you. I um, I, I'm just thrilled you were able to come on and just talk about some of the old shit. And, I'm having a ball. Well, I mean, for, for me, it was. Uh, it, now, you know what? I was even telling him the last couple of days. Uh, I was like, dude, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what we're going to talk about tonight. Because, <laughs> again, I'm not. Outside of, for me, like, obviously, I, I pay attention to basketball. Right. Uh, I like Browns football in fights, but right. I don't know anything else. You don't have to. And I was like, uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And then as I kind of started thinking about it, and he was like, well, why don't we just do this? I'm like, you know what? It's not going to matter. No. He's an easy dude to talk about. We don't have to talk sports at all. No. It's going to be fun. I was like, when you asked me, I told him, it was like, you asked. You're like, well, what do you want to talk about? Or not want to talk about? Like, nothing. I just want to come hang out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I was excited just to hang out with Joe. To be honest, <laughs> no, like, I'm no, like, it was I'm cool taking. It was cool to drink a couple no, beers and hang out with Joe. Well, that, that's what it turned. You know, we talked about like having a pocket. I think you mentioned it too. Having a pocket where just guys having drinks and hanging out. That's exactly what this turned right. into. And, yeah. uh, 
I appreciate you coming out here. It was awesome seeing you. Guys. All right, last. So here's thing. the last question. I'm coming back. Oh, you got one more. Oh question. yeah, go ahead. this is the last question. Sure. Sure. Yeah, you guys gonna have a choice. I'm just gonna knock on the door. Now, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> you motherfuckers this won't hear me, but awesome. I'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> who's your World Series matchup for this year? Jesus Christ! They played four fucking games in spring training. I could ask you about the next year's draft. I'm fucking with you, dude. I'm totally fucking with you. Um. Well, I will say the Nationals. I'm, I'm big on the Nationals because Clearly. I think losing Bryce Harper, I think, and they got ta- and their pitching is great, and they were close last and I think year. Pressure, cha- I think pressure changes when you lose. I think the Indians are like you guys have all been on teams or all worked with groups. I think the pressure is different when you. I think the Cavs went through this a little bit, to be honest. Like the pre- and the Lakers are like young Lakers are going through this right now. They're not prepared. For, it's not the game. It's not seven no. o'clock. That's their problem. It's everything else that comes along with being LeBron's teammate. Yeah, it's the problem a, with the. I really believe that. Yeah. I really believe like, I and it's LA. Very, yeah, and it's LA, right? I very much agree. So, like, when the game starts, it's like, oh, oh, we go. That play. team is better than what oh, it's on, appearing, right? And and you know this, you get attacked differently. People play you differently when you have yes. So, and I think the like I was going to ask you about that. I think Washington is going to make it from the National League. And I got to see the Indians because of my job and motherfuckers that work there are going to hear this. <laughs> Let me say this real quick. Basketball wise, you guys didn't ask, but I got to answer. Yeah, this. Yeah. Um, way back when I first got into business, because like we've known Maverick Cart, we know all these. Oh guys. yeah, Maverick's we, a great like, guy. We've known all these Good guys. Guy. So we were in a bar, and Maverick and I were like bullshitting. This is like LeBron's like rookie year, and I'm saying this because kids out there, I want people to know this, and like, and I know LeBron appreciates this. 16 years later. I go, hey, because um, Maverick knew me, and like we played, I played football with like his cousins, like I knew like his family, and I go, hey, um, I didn't get in this business to make money off of you guys. Like I'm gonna do this on my own. I go, if you want to help me, if you want to give me something, cool. But I'm not in this business because of LeBron. So you're not. What you're saying is you're not leeching, right? Gotcha. And I'm gotcha. not saying anybody is or isn't. Yeah, no, no, no. Right, I, I'm sorry, right. I didn't mean to put. No, no, words. no. That's fine. You said was... that, but I like put that out there. Yeah, early yeah, yeah. in the game of like, hey, I'm not asking for anything because yeah. you know me or need me or like because of that i was like i'm not in the business for this like i'm in my own business to do what i do and i will say 16 years later the crazy thing is is like i have opinions about the lakers and i have opinions about lebron but i'm very cautious with them because i feel like and not because i'm afraid but because i feel like people are like oh he went to save me oh he's from akron oh he knows this guy oh it's a- that people run with certain things mm-hmm. because i think there's so much more and this is why sports are great but they're not great because there's a microcosm of our real world if I say, yeah, LeBron was shitty last night, the average person runs with that and goes, oh, Andre thinks LeBron is shitty. Bashing on, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And, I like, do. because of the depth of knowing them, I like, I, I, like, sit back and I watch everybody else kind of talk about it because there's so much more to decisions and to why guys yes. play the way they play. And, like, like and as soon as I said, like, the problem with their team is they're afraid of everything else that comes with it. They got some talented freaking kids. They have some ver- but they they're have kids. Some very underrated players there. Like, Kuzma is a star. Kuzma is a star. Is a star. Ingram is underrated. Ingram is in, yes. Rondo still has Rondo it. Rondo still is a player, right? He's still a solid, solid point. But so I, think, I think given the, the opportunity, Rondo is still top five point guard. Oh, in the playoffs, I would take Rondo over, out. like, three or four other guys. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. How much... Did it hurt them having LeBron out as much as he was? Oh, you couldn't build him. that oh, it chemistry. It's still and it kills them. The other kid ain't there. The with ball yeah. is out because they need that point. Like not that he's a great point guard, but they need that. Ball, he gave him spurt. Cohesive. Ball has yeah. the uh, ball has the the, the Ben maybe even a worse ben version. Good call. of the Ben Simmons factor. 
Lonzo Ball is an amazing passer, a great point guard, fantastic rebound, and a super underrated defender, right. in my opinion. Right. Well, he has a feel. You just said it. Underrated he has a feel defender. for the game. The problem is he doesn't have. The problem is he most doesn't of these guys have a consistent don't, jump shot. Yeah, and they don't learn the entirety of the game. We're watching a lot of the great players, great athletes, yeah. learning how to play. Yeah. In front of us every single night, where it used to be, and I'm not one guy to say, go to college for three years. I'm not saying that. No. But when you learn the game on the highest level, the guys that are already learned are going to take advantage of you. It's like anything else. It's like, oh, you don't get, you can get two for one right here. Oh, you don't know that the pick and roll is going to come in. This guy's going. You know, like there's there are like small yeah. things about the game that you can get taken advantage there's of. There's scenarios, you don't microcosms that you don't know unless you're actually in right. it. Right. And, and how you Lakers, react to it's a big thing. Right. And I think the Lakers right now are on their heels constantly yes. mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, we're playing LeBron tonight. Like I can tell you guys, I've been running up. Like you, like I can tell you, when you show up and you're playing in LA, it's time to show out. That, it's, it's time. It's to- it, it, it's not even just the playing with LeBron. I, you know what? Even more, because the Lakers aren't just an NBA team; they're an NBA dynasty, yes. good or bad. Yes. They're a dynasty. Yes, absolutely. No, you're right. They're they're they're, well, they're a like foundation the, of the NBA. Right. They're not just a team. Like, like here, and I'll say this about and this, and I know we've run long. This I I learned this in the 2016 World Series, and like. Being in Chicago, there's a couple of things that were cool about it. The Indians provided tickets, and I was able to take my dad to a World Series game. Right on. In, the, in Chicago. Like, like, dude, like. You probably still did something wrong, though. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we're up this high. No, he and Mr. Burden no, are you yelling hear, at you. hear the truth? So, our first game at home, my dad shows up with his best friend, who's like 6'5", and my dad's shorter than me, like, barely, like, not that tall. Mm-hmm. And my father-in-law's, like, same height as me, and he showed up with his 6'5", friend. And my yeah. friends are like, who the fuck are with your dads? The Houston Rockets? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, kind of. So my dad's all excited. They like, they drink when they got there. And, yeah. and I'm like, dad, where'd you park? He's like, I don't know. And he hands me his keys. Life completely flipped around. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Go find it. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, motherfucker. I'm working. Like, I, I think I said motherfucker. So and I'm he's like, like yeah, yeah, I work for 25 yeah, years right. to get you yeah, here. wouldn't be here. You take care right. of me now, and son of a bitch. And my keys, laughed, and went and got a shot. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, this isn't how this is supposed to go. So Pete Rose was on the Fox coverage of the World Series. Uh-huh. Do you know my dad? He killed me. I want to meet Pete Rose. I want to be. I'm like, Dad. I don't work for that fox. Right. Like I'm like, like I'm like, I don't know Pete Rose. Like right. find and him on Facebook. And my dad, did, yeah. And my dad did not give a shit. And I'm saying this out of love. He literally was like, I want to meet. And he never asked. He never asked. Okay. Like, like, and he meets. And like, he gets to be around. And he like, and I'm like, well, I guess I gotta go up to Pete Rose. And introduce my dad. Yeah. Like, everybody else is like, I want to meet Lindor. My dad's like, I know him. Like, 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 right. like I want to meet Kluber. My dad's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, literally, he's like, no, we want to take a picture with Pete Rose. And I'm like, really? You came to the game one of the World Series? And I got to. So I had to go up to Pete Rose and say, hey, <laughs> uh, I work for Fox locally. And my dad. <laughs> and, like, and I, that was all he cared about. Then he, like, gave me the keys. and was like, all right, son. And I'm like. And I walked around. I was like, "He's a dick." So, <laughs> it's funny that you do that with your dad too, because it's it's funny the, your dad being the way that he is, my dad being the way he is. Your dad fangirled around Pete Rose. Yes, I am not going to tell you sir about how my dad did too. Ah, my dad it. turned into a fucking groupie. <laughs> so okay, so with my mom's connection to the school, and you know right, this, right. my mom and dad were actually invited to LeBron's wedding. Oh snap! Yeah. And. When they got that back, that doesn't surprise me. I, no, when, when they got back, I thought my dad was gonna be like, whatever, it was overdone. I don't know. I don't My dad was like, wear Joe, come here. It's so amazing. And my dad, Who? Turned, my dad turned into a twelve-year-old girl, 
and had me sit down to walk me through all the exciting parts of LeBron's wedding. Oh, my God. He's like, Joe, Dwayne Wade was there. <laughs> Shane Battier was there. Bro, you're never on Dwayne Wade because he's from Chicago and they were from Chicago. Exactly. I know. I he's know. like, Shane Battier. I'm like, Duke. I know you yeah, love Duke. Right. He's like, Pat Riley was there. No. No, it's good. It's making a story. <laughs> He's like, if you don't like the audio being fucked up, go to hell. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna like most of this podcast. I'm the one that's gonna get blamed for it. It's Pat true. Fucked we'll up everything. He's like Pat Riley was there, and my dad, Pat Riley, Pat Riley, good it's Pat institution, Riley. right? It's no Pat Lakers, Riley. Knicks. That's Pat right, fucking Riley. Right. That guy's won titles with three different teams. Your dad remember when he played at Kentucky? Like, yeah. <laughs> my dad remembers all that. And then my mom, I remember, was like, "Joe, he's not kidding. It was amazing." <laughs> and then she starts gushing about seeing Dwayne Wade's wife, Gabrielle yeah. Union. Gabrielle Union, yeah. 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 Oh my mom my was like, "I didn't want her to be as pretty as she was, and she was." And she's like, "Gabrielle Union is a fucking knockout." Oh, <laughs> then my parents awesome. are both gushing right. about how. Upset they are that they're not these people. Right. <laughs> and your parents were fucking great. They yeah. were perfect people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My dad, but that's just the way it was. And the other only, the only, and I will end with this one. The only one that kind of gush about this too is uh, when they did that, uh, uh, what was it called? The movie, the More Than a Game. Yeah, More Than a Game. Yeah. So they did that in Downtown Akron. Right. A uh, lot of people, a lot of celebrities yeah. were at. My mom doesn't know anything. Right. Uh, His so, mom is one of the best people in the world. <laughs> My mom's fucking amazing. Just, She's amazing. Th th she this is. story probably best describes my mom in, in, in the, the best way to describe her. So uh, they're at the after party for this more than a game and uh, all these celebrities there. And uh, my mom sees this guy in the corner is kind of sitting there just by himself. So my mom's like, Oh, that's sad. That's Patty. Goes over, starts talking to him, talks to him for like 20 minutes. Mom's like, really nice guy. Really, really nice guy, Joe. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. So uh, my dad walks up and is like, Patty, do you want to, Oh my God. Because my dad knows right away who she's talking to. Who? <laughs> so my mom uh, stands up like, oh, Jim, this is, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I haven't even got your name. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. My mom has been pity talking to Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> for like 20 minutes. And my dad's wow. like, Patty, I know who he is. <laughs> oh, my but God. That's Patty, though. That's my family. She's the best person in the world. So, she really is. That's a lot. Turns out that even though that our our Parents, dads especially, were pretty hard-nosed about yeah. a lot of stuff. They can turn into fangirls as easily yes. as we can. Pete so. fucking rogues. Imagine rogues, I told you that at 13. It's Pete rogues. I heard he's he's pretty... Um, what Was he... He was... like uh, Joe Namathy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. But like, I could say... Well, I, I have my heroes. Yeah, right, right. I would have kissed okay. you. I would have kissed you. No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. My favorite interview yeah. ever. But like literally, I had to go up to him and like they let me up. They, I think he was okay because I was allowed up on the stage. Yeah. So he realized I wasn't like typical fan. Right. And I was like, hey, I work for the local Fox company. My dad is a and like and he was like, oh, like he got it. Like yeah. it was he was really cool about it. But like at the same time, I remember looking like Joe is saying like I never thought in a hundred years that I would have to do well, that for my dad. But that's like, it was cool. Rad. It was cool. You yeah. almost you almost think like his dad or my like you almost say his dad. Like, where Andre would be like, oh, it's Pete Rose. You're like, well, I don't know. Right. Maybe he can come to me, but I, I got right. things to do. Right. Because our dad blew up most people. Like, yeah. yeah. Our dad's like, okay, well, uh, what'd they do today? Right. Right. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it works. It so. But you know, it's, yes, it's a good way to, um, I'm blessed to be here. You, and you repaid him for his patience in you. 
Absolutely. Some of my whole life going forward is. Yeah, man. To be honest, like my whole thing was, and I and I will admit, I like half my life, and I told you guys in the other, like, I just didn't ever want to disappoint my fucking dad. Like yeah. I never wanted to like it was. Uh, I, no I, wants to. I never wanted to let him down, and yeah. like, and I'm still that way. To, and like, I'll admit, I'm still this way to this day. Like. Like, I am too. I'm thinking about God. I hope Andre's dad isn't mad at some of the shit I said. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he already called. I don't want to get a random text like, "You think that shit's funny?" Yeah. <laughs> well, w- w- we're way over. I could do this all fucking night. I, could I too. love. This. I know you got yeah. shit to do, but uh, we're it, definitely gonna do this again. We're definitely gonna do it again. So, so when I got here in this beautiful palatial stadium studio that you guys have, yeah. Um, <laughs> And like I don't like look. I gotta say this. I don't bring up black and white very often because I don't live in that life. Because my dad went out of his way to make me see life as what life is. People treat you how they treat you. Racism is what it is. If you buy into it, you're gonna you're gonna ruin half of like the fun you could have in life. But when I got here today, you can read the text, Joe. Love y'all. I'll be back. <laughs> so uh, this right. is what happened. So we're, we're so oh, we we do the we do the podcast in the basement. I'm sorry. So uh, we can't really hear much. So. Andre shows up, sends me a text, goes, I'm at the door. Nothing happens because I'm still downstairs fucking about. And uh, sends a follow-up text. I'd walk right in, but black people have died for worse. (laughs) 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 So the next time you stare at somebody, wait, 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 wait. wait. I got to tell this story real quick. Now, this last story. But and the next time I come on, we won't talk about. Race By the way, I ran upstairs like he's right. Yeah, <laughs> I heard like laughing and Joe like runs around the corner. He's like, I got you, I got you. Get inside, quick. You probably don't, and it, you probably don't remember this. You played a basketball game. Even when I stopped playing basketball, I was still a part of the Burden family in high school. And like when we had faraway games, I would crazy. Like I would go with his parents to the games because I, you know, it was a free ride and they would buy my ticket and buy me popcorn. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, like and then I knew I didn't have to sit next to him. well. His dad didn't want to sit to me next to him. <laughs> but we were in Canfield. And I don't even know if you remember this or know this. You probably don't know this. Um, I was like, a, we were sophomores or juniors. And I was with like all the other students or whatever else. And we were, I, we were yelling at the other team or, you know, like what, what 15 year olds, 14 year olds do. Yeah. And somehow or another, and your sister Aaron was there. And I'll never forget. And like this cop in can and I'm not calling out Canfield, but fuck you motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> so this cop randomly just grabbed me. Randomly. And, yeah, 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 yeah. He randomly just grabbed me and made me out to be the problem at halftime of a game of a basketball game. I remember this. And his dad came out of fucking nowhere like fucking Batman and like about to beat the shit out of the cops. Really? And the cop didn't know how to react because there's this white man that's like, get the fuck off of him. Don't fucking touch him. Like like I said, the burdens were like my second parents and I'll never forget how his dad reacted. His dad was so pissed. Like his dad wanted to fight the cops and I'm yeah. like, ah, it's not that. Like I'd rather get arrested than you get arrested. Right. Like, And I didn't do anything wrong. I was just being a high school kid. Like yeah. I was yelling for our guys and his dad fucking like, I don't even know. He was like Superman. He literally like, he was in his normal spot, and, he was like, <laughs> and I was like embarrassed yeah. because I made Mister. I was embarrassed because like after that happened, I was like, "Oh my god, I made Mister. Burden do that." You know what's you know what's great about that story? It's it's the fact that 
he was watching yes. everything protecting you. Yeah, right. And you weren't, you know what I mean? And I didn't do anything that wrong. I was just right. a high school kid. And that just goes to show you the, the character of right. your dad, who right. I never met. And it's who we have to live up to. <laughs> also, I don't think you guys understand how much my dad would enjoy dressing down another adult man. And he did. <laughs> yeah, but he, he had no, he didn't have patience for shit like no, that. He didn't. And the embarrassing yeah. part for me was like, he came to watch his son play ball and we all came to play and like, but he was on it, man. I, he was on it. I remember him talking about it. He was not embarrassed at all, and he wasn't mad at you. He was like, this guy was just, he, he was on a power trip, and right. uh, he didn't give me details. He's like, no. I handled. Right. Well, because well, sure well, yeah. well, well, your dad knew me, though, too. He yeah. knew that like yeah, I was yeah. loud and like I was being me. <laughs> but he was you're a loud kid right. at a high school right. basketball game, right? And that's what, and like, but I'll never forget being like and looking around, being like, he didn't have to fucking do that. He could have very easily just been like, eh, well, call us when you get out. Yeah, and he a, wasn't like that. And like, thing. and literally, like the rest of the game, I literally like sat, like, like embarrassed because I was like, God, I didn't want Mr. Bird to do. That. And like to him, he was like, if they say something else to you, let me know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And that's it was him. one of the other times where I was like, maybe I should just fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> You guys should let me be. Yeah, oh, no, dude, it's definitely gonna be back. This no, is well, awesome. you're definitely gonna come back, brother. Thank you for coming. And we I'm really calling when I pull in the driveway next way. So I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's safer. It's safer. It's safer. It's safer. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's it. Nah, this has good. been fucking awesome. I've loved it. It's April six. April April six. These assholes. Seven o'clock. We'll be at some bar. On uh, the A to Z podcast. A to Z podcast. You go to iTunes. I'm sure way more people listen to that. Anything else you want to plug? So um, you you talked to, you broke the news of your new podcast. Oh, and there should be another podcast coming out. That's soon fucking awesome, myself. man! Yeah. What is there a, a date set or anything yet? I go back. We're recording this Tuesday night. I go back to Arizona Thursday and Friday afternoon. I'm sitting down with Trevor Bauer, Mike Clevenger, and we're going to make this into a whole. Um, quickly, we did like a bunch of interviews last year on TV. My wife pushed me to get Trevor out there more because of the yeah. oddness of Trevor. Clev is. Exactly what you think when you look at him. I love that guy. He doesn't give two shits. And we came and I told him after we did this, we did this long interview that people like were blown away by. And I was like, you guys, you should do a podcast. So they were calling me now saying, so we're going to start a podcast with those two. And I'll probably, awesome. and Eric Mangini will probably fire me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that well, guy. Man, let us know when it's happening. Yeah. Even yes, though you don't need our support, will. you definitely Thank have you. our support. I appreciate that. You, you are always welcome to come on anytime. I think even I, I think this is kind of like the, the the preliminary where we just kind of get all the cobwebs out of it, all the stories sure. we have, and I For think sure. we can maybe get into some other hey. cool stuff because I'd like to talk about the football stuff, the I Jesse Smollett stuff, Absolutely. everything. You know, I, I, I want to talk get all that, that with you guys. All that so stuff. next time we do this, they'll go on their Facebook page that twenty of you guys go to, and you can put out your favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, like that. <laughs> well, I think we just got dissed. You didn't get this. <laughs> In this world, you need a Facebook page. Just don't All publicity is good publicity. We're, we're just idiots when it comes to social media. But, but thanks for everything, man. This has been man. awesome. Thank you, brother. All you listeners are assholes. No. <laughs> Come back. <laughs>